Hello, boys and girls. Thank you for tuning in. Good uh, of you to join us here today. Hope you're having a wonderful uh, Odin's Dog Wednesday. Uh, it is Wednesday, my dudes, and that's when we do uh, No Go Zone. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us live or if you're jo joining us later on in the archives. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to focus on uh, well, quite a bit of different things, actually. I was thinking about the Israeli-Palestinian thing. I, I have a thing on it later. Uh, we'll probably go into it a little bit, but uh, we'll. I think we'll save most of it for uh, tomorrow. I'm going to have Adam Green on from No More News uh, and discuss the situation in um, in Palestine or Judea, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. And so we'll do that then. Uh, so you can join us tomorrow. Uh, we are set to start at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, so usually kind of the rain, the, the round, around the same time. Uh, so anyway, for uh, for Adam Green, join us tomorrow for more on that. Again, I, I do have a little segment on it later on, uh, so we'll dive into it then. Uh, but yeah, so I uh, hope you're all doing well. It is, uh, as we said, Wednesday, and it is, uh, what is it, um, May 12th uh, today. So uh, good of you all to uh, to join us. Hope you had a wonderful uh, day. We're doing episode, what is it, actually 53 today. It says 52 there, 53. Uh, but uh, there are a couple of ways if you want to join in. EntropyStream.live slash TV. That's uh, one way you can uh, uh, send us some super chats. That helps to support the show as well. I'll keep an eye on that throughout the show. Uh, or also over on odyssey.com at red eyes tv uh, and you can add live if you want to there but you'll see our live stream on our front page on odyssey uh, they do accept uh, odyssey library tokens over there and i'll keep an eye on that as well uh, it's hard to keep track i wish it was one page you can get it all on but uh, we'll uh, we'll try to keep track on it on it and then we have uh, trovo as well uh, trovo.live slash red eyes and uh, i see brad c over on trovo with a Cash bang. Thank you for that, Brad. Appreciate it. Very kind of you. Uh, we have some people casting some spells over there, too. Uh, 109 with a uh, on-fire spell and another one from Mr. Ninjaberg. Thank you, Mr. Ninjaberg. It was good to see you. Uh, we have a uh, dancing chicken or a winner from Femme Blanche as well. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, a couple from Scots25. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, very kind of you. Okay. So, what are we doing? Well, why don't we do this first time? Speaking of uh, Adam Green tomorrow... Uh, so he had his uh, website uh, taken offline uh, by Squarespace. This is, of course, uh, the situation many people who speak out or dissidents uh, are looking at. We can't even have websites as everyone else does. Uh, and, of course, uh, ubiquitous in these discussions is the uh, m m private company, right? Let me just start this up real quick here. There we go. Uh, yeah, the usual discussion is, well, it's a, pri it's a private company. Uh, they can do whatever they want. Uh, which is uh, which is uh, pretty gay because otherwise uh, the company that uh, refused to uh, bake a uh, non-heterosexual cake could uh, have uh, gone, done that and would have been totally fine. It would have been an uproar in the news cycle or anything like that. Uh, but there were that, and now they're pressing that company again. So uh, where is it here, by the way? I, I should pull this in real quick. So tomorrow we'll talk more about this with Adam. A message with him a little bit back and forth real quick. Uh, I think it was, was it yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, I, unfortunately, I don't think he has a backup, he said, of the website itself, which is, you know, another reason what you you got to kind of have that in, in these days. I'm not blaming him or anything. I totally understand it. Who, who th would know, you know, that your site would be taken offline or whatever? Uh, that's how absurd it is. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, stay away from Squarespace. Uh, not, uh, not too surprising. But, but so we'll talk more about that tomorrow uh, when Adam joins us to talk about the... Uh, uh, Palestine, uh, Israel situation, kind of the all-out war. It looks like it's uh, uh, pretty getting pretty nasty there. We talked about it in the Weekend Warrior show, by the way. We talked about the a little bit of the, on the backstory. 
on uh, in terms of kind of how the latest uh, spur of violence kind of begun and what they did with the uh, uh, at the Al-Aqsa Mosque and stuff like that. It, it, so it could, I think there's something to it in terms of the background that it's coordinated. I think the Israel's forming a new government. Netanyahu has kind of been in trouble and stuff like that too. So, you know, and came on Jerusalem Day, which was was a Monday, I think. Uh, and so, uh, anyway, lots to discuss on that. So, anyway, I'll briefly, I have a couple of points points on it later, so we'll, we'll get into that. But if you want to see the background, check out the latest uh, Weekend Warrior show over at RedIceMembers.com. Shout out to all the members, by the way, too, if you're joining us on the members' website or later on in the archives. Thank you so much for being a member. Appreciate it. Uh, okay. So, let's begin. We have a couple of COVID stories, a little bit on the vax. Let's begin with that real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll dive into some of the meat of the, the show here tonight. Oh, actually, I saw one over on Entropy. Let me do that real quick. Uh, thank you over there, uh, guys. Uh, Jimmy Fallis uh, with two different one. He says, it's Wednesday, my 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 PDs, PEDES. <clears throat> Hello, friends. I hope everyone's well. Ped, is that a slang? I don't know. P-E-D-E-S, PEDES. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully, it's not short for something. Anyway, thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Uh, and also a second one from Jimmy, he says, uh, I hear Ellen Degenerate got cancelled. Really now? Uh, interesting. Uh, but uh, you got to watch out. Just one little sidestep and you get cancelled. Thank you, Jimmy, for joining us over on Entropy Stream. Also, I say Super Mike B 2000 Fantastic uh, username, by the way, uh, with uh, a message saying, no more freeloading. Hail Red Ice. I see that you signed up for a, a sub over on Entropy. Thank you, uh, Super Mike. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, okay. So check out the 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 vax uh, kind of how it began and and how it ended here. Uh, here here's Thomas Flanagan. Some of you have might okay. Someone says PDs equals mega PDs equals two two thousand sixty. I've never heard that. Thank you, Blackfield, for clarifying that. PDs equals mega PDs equals twenty sixteen meme slang. I had never heard that. I thought it was clued in. Boomer time. All right. Thank you, Blackfield. Appreciate that. Okay. Here's Thomas Flanagan. Anyway, I did it for the free orange juice. I'm pretty sure the needle was like a foot long. The good news is that it didn't feel like the microchip going in, but I can hear local radio stations now. Uh, That's the first tweet here. January 6th. So it's fairly early. He's a, he's a healthcare worker, right? He's one of the essential ones. So he got it early on. Second here, February 3rd. Second dose. The microchip is working just fine. My mind is slowly being taken over by the hive mind. We are just fine uh, resistance is futile. Apparently, this guy was a was a comedian, uh, but it didn't it didn't save him from uh, passing on into uh, the other into the other side, as it were, on April twenty uh, seventh of uh, of this year. Uh, Thomas Lee Flanagan. Uh, we try we try to warn you, buddy, but uh, what can you say, right? What can you uh, actually do? Here's the uh, obituary here. Uh, and apparently this went viral as well. I saw, and 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 it turned out that it was like not written, uh, not written by him. It was actually by his f- uh, friends. I think it was a friend of Thomas Flanagan said in a subsequent video posted by ABC News. I tried to see that video by the way, but I, I couldn't get it. Um, that friends wrote the obituary for Flanagan using his words from previous correspondence. Apparently he wrote like an obituary every year, I think, or something like that. Anyway, dead, slight, I guess, looks like slightly overweight at 48. And someone said, so here, here's, uh, someone had this, these three tweets. And they showed a, f- a follow-up per- person to, who was writing to, to him, I think it was, right? Or, no, wait, this is someone else. It's not about Thomas, this is John. Um, John, you're so sweet, I hope you get that vaccine and quick. I'm waiting for it myself. Let's just pray to God we get it quick and get life moving again. Uh, January 20th. 
And then uh, ta- so that was her uh, her name there, Tawny Kit Kitchen, or what was it again? Kit Kitine, Tawny Kit Kitine, actress and '80s music video vixen, dead at 59. Rip to a legend, uh, but you know there's no uh, there's no correspondence. Uh, there's no uh, you know you can't you can't really say that it was it was related, right? So uh, doctors ending up really ridiculing the vaccine skeptics uh, ends up dying <laughs> ends up dying from it. I mean it's not really fun to laugh at, but in some regards, there's people out there trying to warn you about uh, about how bad this is, right? Um, so New York Post had it too. Surgeon, 48 pence, incredible obituary to himself before his death. Uh, and it was funny too because they have in the, check out this in the article here. So here's the, uh, under the screenshot of him here, when he's literally holding the vaccine card, right? He's like, here it is, here's the vaccine card, right? It, they say, it's not clear. It's not clear how Dom, Dr. Thomas Lee Flanagan died uh, on April 27th. <laughs> it's not clear. Uh, you're sh- he's showing you the evidence uh, right there, ladies and gents. Oh well, too bad, so sad. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. Seriously, I don't wish this upon anybody. It's uh, it's horrific. But uh, stop ridiculing people trying to warn you about it, dude. Uh, Lone Star Texan over on Entropy Stream says the GCL got a smacking and a, the GCL. Got a smacking and embarrassed recently. Free Palestine. The GCL. Uh, I don't even... What, what's that short for? The GCL. I'm supposed to... Chat, let me know. What is GCL short for? All right. Uh, God's chosen lunatics. Is that true? <laughs> Again, I've actually never heard that. All right, there you go. Uh, yeah, so I'll talk about that a little bit later, but we'll go into more detail about that. But thank you, Lone, uh, Lone Star Texan. Uh it's uh, it's yeah. I I, can, I have my own I guess take on this uh, after seeing some of the the debacle back and forth and this this you have you know you got you got to take a side you know kind of thing. I mean I know who I'm who I support ultimately, but I'm like not gonna trip my trip over myself to signal about it or whatever. But we'll talk more about that later, right? So thank you, Lone Star Texan. I appreciate that. Uh, very kind of you. Uh, okay, let me see here. Uh, see, oh, we should play. let's do this first. I actually almost forgot. Look at this here. Safe in the vaccination hall. This is out of uh, South America. I almost forgot here. Check out this clip. It's uh, kind of funny. So wait for it. Uh, it's not important what they're talking about or anything like that, but uh, check out the uh, gal behind her here in the foot- footage. Hello. Hello. Even the spazzes and everything—it's crazy, right? So they're there, obviously, to get uh, to get vaccinated, right? Uh, let me go back there a little bit. Look at the spaz. Uh, so apparently, it's like you can hit the nervous system immediately uh, for some people, and you can see the legs and stuff just starts spurging out. Weird, huh? Yeah. So that's uh, in uh, maybe Colombia or something, you know, South South American country. Uh, pretty crazy, pretty crazy stuff. But uh, of course, that doesn't stop them from uh, recommending the vaccine uh, to children. Because who wouldn't like to? Who wouldn't like to play? Want to play Russian roulette with your kid's life? Right? Am I right? Um, Biden hails coronavirus vaccine for 12 to 15 year olds as as one more giant step 
in fight against the pandemic. Of course he uh, celebrates that, right? Uh, Matt Bricker of NHB says, I can't wait f uh, to vote for Caitlyn Jenner and show the Democrats are the real transphobe. That's right, Matt. Uh, absolutely. You're definitely onto something there. We played a, <laughs> a funny clip in the Weekend Warriors show uh, with, uh, with Jenner. Yeah, it looks like the mainline GOP are, uh, they're, they're, they're very excited about this. Very, very, I do suspect that if, if it kind of goes on for a while and continues, uh, it'll probably be some pretty good material that we can use from it. So, you know, I, I welcome uh, the clown show. I, for one, I, I embrace uh, uh, Caitlyn uh, Jenner running. Uh, thank you, Matt. Jimmy Fallon says, uh, you mean Bruce Gen Gender? That's right. It was Bruce Gender. That's right. Uh, you can't... Uh, was it the was it the dead naming you get canceled for it or was it if you yeah yeah no no it was it was the dead naming right if you if you used the previous uh, name of the the dead well it's not a dead person but you know symbol ritualistically right they've gone on to uh, to basically kill themselves uh, and uh, they've been uh, born again as it were uh, okay so here is a, another segment from NBC News letting the kids uh, push the vaccine talking about how excited they are. That they're going to get it uh, and also uh, observe somewhere kind of around the middle they talk about the concerns that they have for it and then they kind of swiftly move on to just say oh well we can, you know so now when we've touched on that of how concerned they are potentially about the safety of this thing because it was just rushed through let's talk about how excited you are to get it so you can so all the things that you can get back to doing right uh, check out this clip here. I think that if everybody can get the vaccine, then maybe COVID will be over sooner. So then we can go back to doing all those things that we can't do. It's, it's pretty exciting to know that I can get the vaccine really soon. If everyone got it, it would be better. Kids react to the news. During the pandemic, I've been feeling a bit nervous, uh, generally sadder than I used to. At the beginning, really scared, really sad. I felt mostly scared, right? Because like, this is, it was not just like the United States, it's not just Michigan, it's not just my community, it's the entire world, right? We're having a global pandemic. As things seemed to escalate, it just like got worse and worse. So then with that, I kept getting more nervous and nervous and be like, what is things going to be like? Like, when is things going to get back to normal? And then eventually it just got to the point where it was like, is it going to get back to normal? The pandemic has affected my family a lot. Um, me and my brother are pretty much the only ones who haven't gotten COVID in my family. And my dad got hit really hard because he has rheumatoid arthritis. So it really affected his lungs and he's still trying to recover. When my family got sick, it's just like, it hit me like, what do I need to do? And I just felt like I wasn't powerful enough to be able to like change anything about it. When I first heard that they were gonna approve the vaccine, I was really excited. When you're social distancing, you always gotta think about it. But with a vaccine, it just works by itself. And I feel like it's gonna cause a lot less stress, a lot more hopefulness yeah so why 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 shouldn't we listen to kids am i right i mean why let not why why should we not let the kids tell us all right there are many regards they're they're wiser than us you know they know more uh we should listen to kids more right but anyway i, th I think here is the little concern uh, posting uh, segment here before they m swiftly move on. So let's listen to that. I think that people who are scared of it have a valid reason of being scared of it because mm -hmm. it seems like everything's moving too fast. Me, myself, I don't exactly believe in the vaccine only because the vaccine came out in such a short amount of time. I want to see how, like, how it can affect other kids before I just like go and jump in and just get it myself. Just 
completely reasonable, right? It's like, yeah, I'm kind of scared of it. It hasn't been proven. <laughs> I'm going to wait to see like how many other kids die before I go on to take valid questions or val val valid points from these guys, right? Cautious. Anything that has to be injected into my body, I want to know everything about it before I get it. Uh, yeah, right. I am. So, um... so then we've not gotten that because we have gotten, got, haven't got the, the long-term studies, right? Uh, so completely reasonable. But then you just move on from that. And they're just like, well, you know, okay, well, you know, it's it's fine. Let's talk about how exciting it's going to be when you can get back and playing with your buddies again. I'm afraid of needles. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little afraid of needles. I hate, like, needles like that. I just can't do it. The sooner we all get it, the sooner everything will kind of return back to normal. I yeah. have talked to my friends about the vaccine. We are all very excited. Um, to like be able to have sleepovers. Meet my friends. Finally get to see them. <laughs> Last year I wasn't able to play baseball, but I'm starting to Listen to the breakthrough. I love that. But listen, uh, note how the NBC News kind of shifts the, the tone of the music, right? It's breakthrough. Like, okay, we've talked about some of the dark stuff. Uh, let's move on. Listen to the, <laughs> the, the... They're very good at this. I have talked to my friends about the vaccine. We are all very excited. Mm -hmm. Um to like be able to have sleepovers. Meet my friends, finally get to see them. Last year I wasn't able to play baseball, but I'm starting again this year, which I'm really excited to do. Because I feel like I'm just getting like another piece of myself back. I think a lot of the uh, hopefulness I'm feeling does come from the vaccine. All right, there you go. Thank you, NBC News, uh, for, uh, for letting the kids uh, pushing us into uh, taking the vaccine. Let me close a couple of windows here. I can free up some uh, RAM on this whole thing here. Uh, okay. Now for something completely different. Uh, we ha have had uh, a school shooting in Russia. There's been a couple of these, actually, and I'm sure they have their own, they run their own kind of false flags and gay ops and things like that. And, of course, it could be totally organic and totally genuine. Who knows, right? Uh, we'll take a look at the clip in a, in a moment. A Lone Star Texan or an entropy says, uh, they always cry about the children, yet they're the ones hurting the children. Children, disgusting people. That's right. Uh, you got to use them. Uh, and even if you've done things that have caused pain for the kids, then you can kind of turn it around and guilt people into doing what you want them to do by using the kids later on. Uh, thank you, Lothar Texan. Here's the uh, news report here about the uh, uh, Russian school shooting. Nine kids. Uh, oh, actually, I think one teacher. Uh, but I think most of them school um, uh, going to the school that were shot. So nine in total uh, dead. Seven students. There is a call for tighter gun control in Russia after a gunman opened fire in. Of course there is. Uh, okay. A school killing at least nine people today, including seven children. Does anybody in chat know how um, how Russia are on the gun rights? I would assume it's better than most European countries, but maybe not as well. I mean, America is changing now, but let's say traditionally, I would assume not as as kind of as welcoming as America has been with the with the Second Amendment and stuff like that. Um, so maybe somewhere in between, you know, a lot of hunting, there's a lot of rural areas you kind of need that and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, if uh, someone knows, let me know in chat and we can talk about that. Anyway, here's the here's the report here. 
children. It happened in Kazan, about 500 miles east of Moscow. Officials say a teacher and another school worker are also among the dead. Authorities say at least 21 other people were hospitalized and the gunman is in custody. Russian media reports some students were trapped inside during the attack, but all have since been evacuated and are back with their families. Joining us now to talk more about this is CBS News foreign correspondent. <clears throat> Very restrictive. Um, HL557 says in chat, very restrictive on uh, over on Odyssey. Um, okay, yeah, that, that could very well be. Imtiaz Tayab. Imtiaz, welcome. Great to see you. What more do we know about this attack and the suspect? Hey, Tanya, good to talk to you. Well, what we know is that the gunman opened fire on the school in the middle of the day and sent students running out of the building as smoke poured from one of the windows. Now, as well as the fatalities, around 21 others were hospitalized with at least six in extremely grave condition. The attacker was identified only as a 19-year-old and is in police custody. Now, police also gave no immediate details on a motive, but Russian media reports say the gunman was a former student at the school who called himself a quote god on his telegram messaging app account and promised to again a quote here kill a large amount of biomass on the morning <clears throat> well that sounds uh that sounds reasonable uh kill a lot of large amount of of uh biomass I, i'm sure there's no i don't know is there any is there kind of a, a russian gay op is there some other uh group involved here is that, maybe they do have their own kind of like you know, mind control programs or like MKUltra style things. I'm sure they do, right? I'm sure they do. ...of the shooting. But again, no motive has been made public yet. As yeah, people say, I mean, obviously there's, yeah, there's a large uh, population of Muslims and I mean, Chechnya has been an issue for Russia and stuff like that. Uh, we don't know. We have to wait for more information. I don't think they have revealed anything yet regarding... Um, either religion or demographics of the uh, of the shooter. Why the alleged shooter would attack a classroom full of eighth graders uh, and of course causing an awful Yeah, one. biomass. It's like a <laughs> it's like a oh totally not a uh, uh, what do you call it? well misanthrope that's when you just are, are anti-male. What's the other word again? Uh, yeah, no, misanthropic, right? That's just that's all of mankind. Uh, very misanthropic uh, of the uh, individual, right? A lot of shock. And MTS, as you know, school shootings are relatively rare in Russia, although one of the all-time worst school shootings ever did happen in Russia. Um, how have people been reacting to this particular school shooting? For sure, uh, absolutely. And a whole uh, huge amount of shock, horror, and disbelief. But yeah, as you say, school shootings are relatively rare in that part of the world. The shooting you mentioned in 2018 uh, was in I the Crimea region, which of course was annexed by Russia not long before the shooting. Uh, that shooting, uh, or sorry, uh, not long before the shooting is known in Kirsch. Uh, this is a polytechnic college. It was a massacre. Uh, we understand uh, that a gun and bomb attack uh, that happened in that city. Uh, an 18-year-old student by the name of Vladislav Roslyakov. Uh, it was the one who was accused of opening fire and killing 20 people uh, and wounding 70 others before committing suicide. Uh, that attack, of course, was the greatest loss of life in school violence in the former Soviet Union since, as you mentioned, the Beslan school siege. Now, that school siege shooting back in 2004 lasted over three days, where over 1,100 people yeah, were Yeah, that was like hostage. a separatist Muslim group, I think, right? 777 of them were children. But they don't bring the that up. finally ended 334 Four people were left dead. Over half of them were children. The Beslan massacre is thought to be the deadliest school shooting in modern history. Tanya.
All right. Okay. So there you go. Uh, I'm not sure what's excuse me what's behind it yet. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but uh, I'm tor- I- I'm sure it's uh, completely uh, cl- completely organic. Uh, over on Entropy Stream, Jimmy Fallis uh, says, "I hate needles. The kiddos who survived the jab would be interesting to see how many of them get tattoos and piercings." Yeah, good point. Uh, haven't even thought about that, but uh, I think it's a natural instinct to uh, like just have a, a, a what's the word aversion, have a disgust, if you will, by by needles. Right? Um, I remember we were getting some. Sh- me and my brother were getting some shots. And it was like, you know, one of those probably then MMR type things or something like that. I forget what age we were at, but we both ran and hid in the, in the bathroom. And the, the uh, I think uh, we had to, my, our parents started to bribe us out with ice cream or something like that. But like not, none of us wanted to get it. And unfortunately, I think we, we got it anyway. I think it was maybe slightly better. I could be wrong on this, but slightly better to get some of that stuff like, you know, decades ago versus now. And it wasn't as many. Now it's just like the, the, these. It's like a ridiculous amount of, of uh, shots that they're giving to, like you know, two week, two week old. Some are administered like immediately, almost right, like the vitamin K and stuff like that. And there's bad things in there. Uh, then you go on this like rigorous like schedule to get all of your injections. So these days it's horrific. But uh, yeah, definitely, I think the the needle. Everybody knows you, sh- you shouldn't be injecting shit into your like I- into your bloodstream. That's it's uh, it's not right. Not right. Lone Star Texan. Uh, did you see the video of magnets reacting to the jab location of uh, on people's arms? So I saw one video where apparently someone put up like a magnet to their uh, to their arm where they had supposedly taken the vaccine. And I hadn't seen if they had gotten it that. So maybe there was a maybe it was a fake video. Maybe it was they had a magnet in you know um, inserted into their arm or something. I'm not sure, but that, that's that's the only one I've seen. Um, if you have it, Lone Star Texan, just drop drop a link like straight in the uh, entropy chat. You don't have to like send a pay chat or anything like that. Uh, give it there, and uh, I can pull it up later. Uh, but no, I, I don't think I, unless we were talking about the same one. I, I don't think I've seen that particular one. Um, okay, so let's do this. That's right. We have a uh, uh, what do we have here? Okay, well, let's do the woke army ad here. This is another one. We remember the CIA ad. We did that one. Uh, here's a new one, and they just coming on a conveyor belt here. I'm sure this is not connected or anything like that. Uh, a uh, army ad. Uh, check out this here. See what you think of this. I'm just gonna play it, and we'll uh, talk about it afterwards. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot missile defense systems. It begins in California, with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again, but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet, eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis 
why joined a sorority full of other strong women. But as graduation approached, I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. Breakthrough music, folks. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. All right. There we go. Good stuff, eh? Uh, so that's the uh, that's the army for you right there. <laughs> that's the army for you right there. So I found a couple of those. Let me let me pull those up real quick here on BitChute. because uh, people are saying in chat there. So let's watch let's watch a couple of those real quick here. Uh, let's see here. The, the ma- sorry, the magnet. So the, the I guess it's the the magnet challenge, is that it now? After you've gotten the COVID vaccine. Uh, watch a magnet stick to this lady's arm after she took the Pfizer jab. This confirms nanobots. Let's see here. I just don't if it was. Wouldn't it just be the other way around? And if it was nanobots, why would it be just sitting dormant in your arm? And wouldn't it be just be too small to be able to hold a an actual magnet? This is unless there's some other type of machine that's like literally like produces or holds uh, magnetic energy or something like that. Pfizer shot in. And there it is. Come closer. Stick into my arm. That's where I got the shot. And here's the magnet on the arm. I didn't get the shot. You go figure it out. We're tricked. We're off. Let me do it again. Eyes are shot in. And there it is. Come closer. Stick into my arm. That's where I got the shot. I mean, she could literally have put an adhesive on there. Is it? Is it a like? Let's do these videos where we are. Excuse me, doing these, showing these crazy people getting the shot, or uh, you know, showing that they've have magnets where they've taken the shots, and then we can debunk it and talk about how dumb all the uh, conspiracy theorists are for thinking there's something wrong with it. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a, it could be legit for for sure, but. I'm not, I'm not going to test, test it. I'm not going to take the vaccine to see if it's magnetic. Maybe that's what they're trying oh. to do. Holy shit! I got to try. I got to try that out. <laughs> Let's go take the shot. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Okay, here's another guy here. Let's uh, look at this a little bit. Here. It's my left arm. I got the shot. Still got the bandaid there. That was done four days ago. So arm's still a little sore. So that's why the bandaid's there. Sore. There. I want a, a band-aid won't help. Wait. Okay. Yeah, that's his uh, right arm. That's right. Unless it's mirrored or some of the video Yeah, his uh Y'all see this. Is his right? text mirrored on the shirt? No, I don't think it is. Do y'all see this? You just can't make this shit up. All right, we'll uh, we'll look into it in more detail. But thank you uh, for uh, letting us know. Yeah, so I saw one of those videos on I think it was Telegram, uh, Lone Star Texan. But thank you for uh, for the heads up on that. 
No idea what it is. Could very well be real. Uh, might be some gay op as well to get people to, you know, either look crazy uh, for, uh, you know, for, for showing it or whatever the videos. Uh, or it's to get to people to go, to go take the jab to see if it's real. Uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway, so here's a string of stories. So I saw I saw the tweet or just like the the screenshot of the article on someone's Twitter, and I was like, "Is this is this real?" So I've searched for the article, found found this article, and then a string of things, both from the Daily Star and the Daily Dot, of like just complete, just like utter, just Sodom and Gomorrah type, like co complete degenerate, disgusting things, right? Um, so here's the first one: pregnant mum. So the UK, right, to live stream birth on OnlyFans for £10,000, which, which I guess is around 12,000 uh, USD, and has offered offers to sell breast milk, and has offers to sell breast milk. So maybe she wasn't the one who said she was going to give the, uh, the, bre the breast milk, but she seems willing to do everything for uh, money. This one, Carla Bellucci is making a fortune from her pregnancy and even plans to change charge fans uh, to watch her give birth. Some fetishists have offered to buy her breast milk too. Apparently, this particular lady is a thing in the UK. Like, she's on... I, I like, found a number of articles about how she wants to be in some Big Brother show or, like, some reality shows. She's... Here's some... The, <laughs> the attached video is about how she's getting the NHS, the, the you know, the health services in the UK... Uh, to get them to pay for her nose jar because she said she, said she was depressed. Uh, not uh, listen, just listen to this. So you get a flavor of. And, and by the way, let me know. But that that video does that look does that look like the photos? That, so that's the same. That's the same woman right there. That that's her right. Carla Bellucci has been offered uh, uh, ten thousand pounds to live stream her birth right, and that's that's her. Does that does that look like look like her? That lady right there, just all plastic surgery, I guess. Maybe that's much later. That's her, and apparently this is the same woman right here in the video. Check this out. In my mind, when I looked at pictures, it was slightly off-center. I had a little bump, even to the extent where I went to see a private surgeon. Yeah. And I was like, how much would it cost to get my nose done? He was around £7,000, he said. So I was, actually, I was actually advised that it wasn't really worth paying for because... The difference wouldn't, wouldn't be, be that huge. No. And you paid for cosmetic surgery yeah, in the past. So you've yeah. had other procedures. Yeah. So she's faking her depression to get a nose job, a free nose job um, from the taxpayers, right? So you, you're not afraid to pay for things. But no. for this, because it wouldn't make that much difference, you thought, actually, I'll let somebody else pay for this. I'm going to be really honest. I was surprised to get this nose job. As much as anyone else, you know. Well, don't, they do, uh, don't they do uh, tr transgenders, uh, 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 sex butchering uh, surgeries too, right? Don't they? No? I lost a bit of banter between friends. I was like, I've been to this surgeon. They want 7,000. My friends were like, don't do it. It's not worth it. And I said one day, one evening, I was like, I'm going to see. I'm going to see if I can get this nose job. <laughs> so, this, you know, the, just what a, the type of class of, of, uh, of a woman that we're talking about here. But yeah, so that's, that's a, apparently a thing with this, uh, this one. She does a bunch of stunts like this. Uh, Carla Bellucci has been catching, uh, ca cashing in, sorry guys, cashing in her pregnancy, and now she plans to make money by live streaming her birth. Who would want to see that? Uh, the mom of, th mom of three who shot uh, to fame after admitting to having blog, sorry, blagging to blagging blagging a nose job on the NHS. I love some of the UK terms. I haven't heard this one. Uh, I guess 
getting something for free or st not stealing it maybe, but I, I would assume. Uh, she has been offered 10,000 pounds to film herself in labor. She told the Daily Star, I've been offered 10,000 from, uh, from one of my only fans to live stream my birth. And you know what? Why not? I'm going to give uh, fans the chance to live stream my birth. I mean, people give birth on that program one born every minute and I can't see the difference. I'm sure they won't. They don't even get paid. The 39 year old from Hitchin Hertz uh, is aware she'll probably receive hate for her decision, but refuses to let the trolls hold her back. <laughs> you go, lady. As Carla works as an influencer and a model, she knows how important selling herself is. That's right. Uh, she said, I know people are going to go crazy, but I'm a businesswoman and I need to make money. I am in my business. <laughs> I am nervous about last year my birth, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of money to refuse. The mom added that she had uh, had one of her best months on OnlyFans thanks to posting about her pregnancy. Oh my God, this is like some fetish here, I would assume. Yeah, look at that. That's that's the same woman as as the, as that. Yeah, Photoshop. I tell you, Photoshop does uh, does wonders. Um, so let me close this here. So this is and so this. Oh, by the way, and here's here's another another one here of of her uh, and her daughter. Uh, for those who had any had any questions. Uh, Mum refuses homeschooling as she wants teen to be, quote, Love Island star, not lawyer. And that's her uh, that's her kid right there. Mom mom of three. That's right, uh, gentlemen. And mom says she's not bothered about homeschooling her kids. She hopes that her teenage daughter will become a social media influencer or reality TV star instead of getting an education. That's right. Um, so there you go. There, uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, okay. No comments on that right there. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, White Moves first over on NTP Stream says, Hail Red Ice. Thank you, sir. Hail to you as well. Thank you. Lycan Warrior says, Library book classification not considered racist. Uh, oh, just to classify them uh, at all. Uh, let me copy the link and I'll put that in my uh, doc. And we can open up that in a moment. Thank you, sir, for sending that. Um, so here's another one. Same site, right? Daily Star. I just saw <laughs> what, like one story after another, after like about these kinds of things, and I was like, "This world is." I'm so disattached from like the what these people are doing, and uh, how they're living their lives, and how they're getting their kids draw drawn into this, and these influencers, and the degeneracy, and it's just like, what the hell. Playboy model has support of son who signed up, uh, signed her up to OnlyFans for more pocket money. Leonardo Hathaway is proud of his mom, Lucinda Duarte, and all her ventures. He supports her glamour, glamour mole. <laughs> I can't even read this. Glamour modeling career, and even signed her up for OnlyFans. How about that? Be, why don't you be a, a good son and sign up your mom to OnlyFans? Am I right, boys? Ugh, holy shit. Many would cringe at the thought of the parents taking sexy selfies and posting them online. But Leonardo, on the other hand, who's uh, not based, but he's based in London, uh, is supportive of his mum's glamour model career. As he posts, as he's posted nude for men's magazine in the past, he doesn't feel awkward when mum Lucien Duarte does saucy playboy photos or flaunts her body at, pa at pageants. 
yeah, we've come, we've come a far way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a Christian man, but it's like we're we're at the end times. This is, this is it right here. Um, the 19-year-old said, we have an incredible relationship between mother and child. I have to support her choices just as she supports mine. So apparently by letting his mom's boobies hang out in photographs, he gets he gets more pocket money. So you could argue he's literally selling his own mom to get to get more uh, to get more dough, right? Uh, Lou, who's a former Miss Bum Bum contest winner, uh, recently joined OnlyFans thanks to her son. The teenager opened an account on the adult subscription site on behalf of his parents. By doing this, the Playboy star will will be able to uh, to put sexy content behind a paywall and earn money from subscribers. Thank you, Daily Star, for uh, explaining to us how to uh, how to do that. I tell you, it's TikTok and uh, OnlyFans. It's 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 two websites at the at the end of the road of civilization. And cheekily, he hopes this will mean more pocket money and expenses for him. Uh, here, uh, here she is. Another shot there, Miss uh, Miss uh, Miss Bum Bum, for you right there. All right, uh, so you get the idea. <laughs> good, good stuff. And uh, here's another one. While we're at it, on uh, on the Daily Star, I tell you, this this is a gold mine for <laughs> this this paper. Holy crap! Uh, pastor turned stripper says, check this out, sex work has made her a better mom than church upbringing. Again, I'm not a Bible thumper, I'm not a Christian, but this is obviously like just sticking it to, uh, you know, th- th- these people think they're rebellious by going in the opposite direction, right? Uh, t- totally, t- totally sickening, right? Nicole Mitchell now has three children and says she thought long and hard about being a mum and a stripper. She feels that her church environment in which she was brought up was toxic. That's right. That was toxic. So now you got to turn to uh, to sex work and stripping uh, for money, selling your body, uh, and, and it's making her a better mom or mum. Um, Nicole Mitchell admits her dreams are coming true. Listen to, uh, here's a little sample they got here too on uh, Daily uh, what was it again? The Daily uh, Star? Daily Star? Here we go. Come on, play. The speed at which my dreams are coming true is like ridiculous, but in the best way. And I want the same thing for you. I didn't get here on my own, right? I put support in place. I hire people who, who can help me, who are emulating the kind of life I, I want to live, which mm-hmm. is getting me the results that I want. That's what I'm withable is about. It's giving you access to me, my energy, my teachings, my strategy, everything that I embody and incorporate to help me live my best life, to live my authentic truth, to let myself be loved and celebrated, supported and rewarded for being me. And I want the same thing for you. I want you to rock these last three months of 2020. <laughs> that last cringe comment. I want you to just rock those last three months. This is a while ago. Though, rock these last three months oh. of 2020. Oh God. Yeah. Welcome. To, this is this is it now, folks. This is civilization right here. A church pastor has become a stripper. Says her new job has given her crucial life skills that, <laughs> that have prepared her better than ever ever to be a parent. <sighs> Nicole Mitchell grew up in a Baptist family in Ohio, U.S., and became even more religious in her 20s. Oy vey. Spending six years not even kissing a man as Jesus was my boyfriend. And then, so, of course, the opposite of that is just like, just <laughs> turn yourself into a whore. That's, the, that's obviously the, uh, the right solution to this. Not just get a man and have some kids. No. 
But when she started re-evaluating her sexuality, she, did, she decided to opt for a dramatic career change by becoming a stripper. Having given it plenty of thought, she now feels... These stories are just... The way they're written to? Like, this is... What is it? This? Tim Hanlon, Daily Star. Is this... Are these, these people are making a living doing this, I guess? Playboy Playmate reveals dark side of modeling. I mean, she hates looking in the mirror. It's very vile, vital stories here. Dogs, strippers, and uh, some black burglars. All right. You get that. I don't mean to get stuck in the air, but this is just... Uh, oh, God. What a, what a world. What a world, right? Um, let me do <clears throat> this one here. Wise Wildfire. Good to see you, man. Hope you're doing well. He sends uh, NTP's chat and says pimpyourmom.com. Uh, I, I wouldn't, is that actually a, um, it's probably, if it wasn't a site, I'm sure it will be soon. Uh, and I'm sure it might be. I'm not going to look, uh, I'm too, uh, I'm too, uh, I'm too upset right now, but thank you, Wise. I appreciate it. Uh, Jimmy Fallis with a, uh, also don't over on NTP stream says, this is why women traditionally weren't allowed to be pastors. There you go. Yeah. Have you seen some of the stuff happening in countries like Sweden with these pastors? Um, uh, it's it's it's. I mean, I know that the like them going into the church and stuff is a statement of takeover and like should demonstrate that they're taking over and they're destroying like the the few traditional vestiges that are left of our of our society and civilizations. I understand it, but it's like why do why do these people need to be in that environment? Uh, it's incredible to me, right? Uh, White Moose first uh, subscribed over on uh, Entropy Stream for the Diamond Tier. Thank you so much for that. Very kind of you. That's right. We do have uh, subscription options over on uh, Entropy Stream as well. Uh, and if you get the Platinum option, which is just over ten bucks a month, we'll hook you up with a membership as well. So uh, definitely check that out. You can use your uh, credit card, which is a great way to circumvent the credit card processing ban that we are under from the uh, literally the banking establishment. Uh, the entire banking establishment are putting uh, us on naughty lists and no-no lists so we can't get landed with any payment processors. That's uh, that's how bad it is uh, to talk about the decline of our civilization and at the same time inspire us to build something new out of the inevitable ashes uh, that this is going to lead to. Uh, check out this. is a TikTok challenge here. Something called the death. Sometimes I think, yeah. So TikTok only fans. There's a couple of these like trendy sites and stuff. That's like what? What is it? Uh, Tinder? No, Grinder. A right? Grinder TikTok only fans. There are certain things like that. Uh, they're like psyops or you know. It's like the, 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 there's nail. Those are the nails in the coffin, right? Anyway, so apparently there's a death wish TikTok challenge now, and here's one moron looks from maybe India or some Middle Eastern country or something like that. Uh, that steps in front of an oncoming bus. Um, here's the here's the video here. Let me go. I think it's a uh, is it Reddit? Yeah. Let me let me load that up so we can look at this uh, full screen here. Here we go. Another TikTok user. Uh, this time standing in front of a public bus. Look at this here. There's no audio on it though, but uh, this is apparently uh, this is what they're doing now. Maybe we can do a, see a compilation compilation of this here. Let, let let me go back again so you can see this. Look at this. <laughs> Just fucking morons. I mean, if a bus ends up driving over some of these people, um, it's it's obvious that nature wanted nature wanted this, right? Uh, am I am I am I wrong? Am I being mean here? All right. Anyway, thank you uh, Reddit for uh, or actually did the the Daily Dot. That's what it was. Uh, thank you for giving us that uh, wonderful story. They they're also the Daily Dot has a, a slew of just amazing uh, amazing stories. To be honest. 
All right. Uh, meanwhile, in uh, the Big Apple, New York City, Rockefeller Center of all places. Remember, that's where the Prometheus statues are. And of course, we know that it's just a matter of time. You have white gods on pedestals in gold. There's just a matter of time before they're taken down. For now, they're opting to go in the other direction, which is simply to just kind of, um, I guess, place enough uh, African and, quote, uh, culturally diverse artworks in and around uh, the Rockefeller Center campus, as they call it, uh, in order to kind of maybe take some of the heat off of some of these uh, white gods that they have, uh, you know, since uh, prior, uh, like Prometheus. And I'm no big fan of Rockefeller, but that said, that's a, a very nice uh, statue, that Prometheus statue has uh, been, uh, been there for a long time and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, here's a tw- this is a 25-foot uh, st- statue uh, called the Oracle, uh, I guess. Here's the, uh, here's the unveiling moment right here, folks. Well, check that out. How's that? How do you like, how do you like them apples? Um, is that a, I guess it's just a, yeah, it's just a big head with a, uh, well, they have the eternal flame, of course. That 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 they they always have to have that, which could be a, which could be a cultural appropriation of the actual uh, Prometheus statue, right? They have that too, the flame, because uh, he stole the fire from the gods to give it to humanity. Give us the technology. Give us the knowledge of how to, um, I guess, step out of the world of instincts and taking uh, man into the world of. Uh, self-consciousness, whatever you want to call it, like uh, self-preservation. So they had to kind of, uh, I guess, uh, ad- uh, adopt that or, or culturally appropriate that. That's a better word. Uh, this monumental oracle statue in New York City subverts traditional sculptures. I'm sure they do. Uh, at least they're not avoiding it, putting it in, in the uh, title these days, which is uh, which is kind of funny, to be honest. Uh, but yes, it, it subverts traditional sculptures. Part of an ongoing exhibition at Rockefeller Center, Sanford Biggers. Is that is that his Sanford Biggers? Or is it bigger than, than they add an S to? Sanford Biggers. Newest installation challenges the tropes of classical artwork. I thought that uh, tropes word was, uh, t- uh, was copyright uh, on that. And, and anybody can't use that. Uh, but oh well. Um References to classical mythology abound in and around Rockefeller Center in uh, an iconic art deco complex in New York City. The space boasts a gilded bronze statue of the Titan Prometheus, a 1930s relief of fearsome Zeus. There's some actually some pretty uh, uh, impressive art around the area, right? That adorns the 30 Rockefeller Plaza entrance. Remember the, what is it, 30 Rock? Isn't that the show, a TV show? There's actually a lot of um, interesting individuals and companies that have had their offices in Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, we've talked about some of them over the years, but even people like uh, uh, Zacharias Sitchin had his office out of Rockefeller Plaza. For those of you who knows who, who uh, kind of old old school red eyes, uh, the uh, potential coming uh, alien uh, false flag, right? The alien invasion, the the last uh, em- attempt for them to unify uh, humanity under one banner. Anyway, so it goes on here. Through June 29, members of the public can visit and eventually interact with, not sure what that means, another monumental addition to Manhattan, uh, the Manhattan landmark. Uh, artist Sanford Big, Biggers, uh, Oracle, a 
foot-tall, 15,280-pound bronze statue unveiled last week. The work depicts a person or deity with an enormous head who sits majestically on a throne in front of Rockefeller Center's Fifth Avenue entrance. Oracle is the latest entry in Bigger's Chimera series. Interesting. Yeah, because I thought the body... Let me go back here. I thought the body almost looks like... Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it matches, which would kind of make sense if it's a Chimera thing. So obviously that's that's intentional then. Uh, it almost looks like, you know, like... It looks like the Statue of Liberty with the, the with the flame in her hand, right? Uh, which is interesting, actually, very uh, very masculine features. If you look at the Statue of Liberty, uh, was that, I forget the Frenchman's name who gifted it to uh, to America, uh, but actually, very male uh, features. So androgynous, right? That's what the elite loves. Uh, no more uh, no more sex, right? No more uh, uh, no more uh, well gender blurring the the sexes uh, or gender. Uh, so that's that would kind of make sense. Uh, let me take a couple of these real quick here. Wise Wildfire over on Entropy Stream. Thank you so much, Wise, for the support. Appreciate it. He says, uh, young women bragging about having the most sexual partners, bragging about having the most abortions, and selling slash auctioning their virginity online. Uh, sounds like a scene from Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That, that, that's, and that's why I put that in the, in the text down below, because like that's, that's basically where we are right now. And I've seen some of that too. I we covered it at the time, I think. There was like a number of these girls now that have sold their virginity online. Which is like, you know, you could argue against like, you know, the monetary system or I guess ultimately, you know, capitalism then or something like that. But it's also the the fame and the attention that they're seeking to gain out of that and then just like maximize and profit. Nothing is sacred anymore. It's just, ah, your you can just sell your body. Who cares, right? There's nothing left. There's no. There's no soul. There's no morals. There's nothing left in these people. It's it's incredible. Uh, thank you, Wise. Appreciate it. Sonata for violin. Um, they was Kangs. My ass. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Um, so Nerms just subbed over on Trovo. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, very kind of you too. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we don't have to read too much. You you get the idea what this is about. Let me see here. Uh, Oracle's the latest entry. Okay, here. Okay, here, here it is. Here we go. I should have just kept reading. Uh, Oracle's the latest entry in Bigger's Chimera series, which emer which merges European statues and African masks in an interrogational interrogation. Sorry, interrogation of sculptural arts history and power. Reports Sarah Cascone for Artnet News. The work is bigger, Bigger's largest scale. <laughs> That's funny though. It's is Bigger's largest scale Chimera commission to date. That's a statement from Exhibition Co-Organizer Art Production Fund. Wonder who's behind that. Uh, as Bigger's tells Artnet News, he draws inspiration from the ancient Greek Temple of Zeus, of course, uh, and African religious art. You can't just have your own and do your own. You have to you have to adopt and take ours. Remember those paintings we've uh, uh, covered in the past? Uh, they take European motifs, European European uh, mytholo mythology, historical figures, and they just turn them into like African women, basically, right? It, it's it's that it's that constant like defilement, cultural appropriation of the things that we have, right? Uh, it's it's incredible, right? But anyway, it goes on from there. That's the uh, that's the tweet for it right there. Okay. God, it just just never ends. Uh, thank you to those who are casting spells over on Trovo. Appreciate it, Pat. Pair H with uh, three 
Uh, on fire spells, thank you. Stay safe. Uh, two of those from Scott25. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. A uh, hype from Pat H as well. Thank you. Uh, Nerms with an uh, easy spell. Thank you. Cast on fire from Pat again. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let me just see. I didn't miss any colorful colorful chats. Uh, Chaos X forever with uh, an on fire spell. And let me scroll back up here. I think I think that's it. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Let me check Odyssey real quick too. I don't want to. If I miss anybody, I do apologize for that. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can swap your crypto uh, over on Odyssey. And we do accept super chats over there too, which is uh, which is pretty cool, uh, if you ask me. Okay, so something complete. Oh, actually, we have this one. I forget uh, video. I guess I guess yeah. We'll talk about the i forty uh, in a, just a moment here. Let me do this. I can just go back to. Um, well, it has to do with the ongoing. Uh, this is okay. So to frame that right, there's obviously an ongoing. You know, kind of like a colonial effort right here, of or a neo-colonial effort. It's to displace and to, uh, well, anyway, culturally appropriate European motifs and stuff like that too. And that's what, you know, the rise of BLM has led to a uh, hostile environment towards uh, whites and stuff like that. It's an open, it's an open season against whites. Um, it's okay to target white people. We don't get the news coverage and stories uh, around when violence uh, is dished out to white people. Uh, as it would be, for example, with all this, these Asian hate crime stories, right? And then they had to kind of stop covering it because they couldn't blame whites for it anymore. But anyway, check out this next uh, clip here uh, regarding um, BLM slash Antifa supporters or activists uh, that want to lynch white people. Check this out. For your safety, please stay on the sidewalks. You're wearing dark clothing and hours of darkness. I want black and white people to get along. I don't know anybody in your group. That's why I would agree with that statement. That was weird. Do you agree with that statement? Whoa. Again, this is the Bellevue Police Department. opening up the roadway at the intersection to traffic. Do you guys hear it in the beginning? Let's take it again. Let's take it again. You guys hear that? Lynch white people. That's messed up. Oh, oh, no, that's not racist, little little boy. Oh, you can do whatever you want towards white people. And they're asking, do you guys believe in that? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. You agree with that statement? Yes, I do. Time to wake up. I assume that was the white Antifa boy right there. Time to wake up, buddy. Time to wake up. We've been time to tell you where this is going. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, okay. Here we go. More on uh, shutdown news, uh, supply chain problem, global issues. Now, we uh, we did a segment on this in the Weekend Warrior so show, so head on over to RedEyesMemes.com. Sign up if you haven't already and check out the latest show. Very important. Uh, we're talking about the uh, surplus import need right now. The pipeline, of course, the the gas pipeline. We'll talk a little bit more in detail about that in a moment. Talking about uh, the, the 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 lines that are not forming at gas stations uh, throughout the southeast in the U.S. Um, shipping. There's a, it's a convergence of issues that's happening at the same time. And from the coronavirus, the lockdown, the um, shutdown of certain industries, to the ever given, to the cyber hack uh, on uh, on the colonial pipeline, it's all kind of converging together in in this like um, the perfect storm 
if you will, that could potentially turn incredibly um, problematic here uh, the next couple of years, depending on how it how it plays out, right? But it's like this. Uh, let me see if I can take that the uh, the headline there, right? About the we we've talked about Cyber Polygon, uh, the World Economic Forum, what they're seeking to do and how they're running the how they're what I think that they're going to do in the beginning, right? Uh, or, or how they're going to be, how rather they're going to begin uh, this process of, of shut, shutting down and getting us to absolute zero. Um, and that could very well be be part of it. And they might have done some tests. It, it's what, how do I, okay, I'm mumbling here. I'm trying to say they're, they're trying to shut down, they're trying to shut us down in, in whatever capacity they can, right? They're, they're seeking to do it. Yeah, here's the headline. Do you guys remember? Let me pull this in real quick here. My computer is a bit slow, so I apologize. But here's here's the headline, right? Preparing for a cyber pandemic, Cyber Polygon 2021 to stage supply chain attack simulation. Uh, and the subtitle is, Will Cyber Polygon 2021 be as prophetic as Event 201 in simulating a pandemic response? Um, so they're pretending that it was just prophetic as opposed to being uh, predictive. Um because they know that they wanted to do it. Event 201 was uh, the test before they, they they took the drill live, so to speak, right? Anyway, so here's I-40. Um, span over Mississippi River shut after crack after crack in the, uh, the bridge found infrastructure, right? Uh, the Interstate 40 bridging li uh, bridge linking Arkansas and Tennessee was shut down Tuesday afternoon after authorities say they found a crack in the span. Again, think of all the, the the gas supply issues and all this stuff, right? It's all, it's one story like this after another. So in, in and of itself, it's like, you know, what's the big deal? But it's when you add all these things together that it paints a, uh, a much bigger picture. Or, or I mean, and again, I mean, some I think it's genuine in the sense that the infrastructure is collapsing uh, in in the U.S. It's not being taken care of properly. All the U.S. dollars are being spent uh, elsewhere like a, a billion a month in Afghanistan, for example, uh, maybe you should maybe you should put that at home where it's actually needed. It's interesting that it's right at the uh, Luxor uh, pyramid here, too. Is it the ba what was this again? It was the Bass shop, wasn't it? Right there uh, by the uh, I-40 on-ramp. It even had a little uh, the capstone above. It lights up and stuff, uh, stuff like that, right? Anyway, the Interstate 40 bridging, uh, bridge linking Arkansas and Tennessee was shut down Tuesday afternoon after authorities say they found a crack in the span. The Arkansas Department of Transportation tweeted that it found the crack during a routine inspection of the bridge over the Mississippi River into Memphis, Tennessee. The department said it was working with the Tennessee Department of Transportation to ensure the bridge is safe before reopening. Arkansas Department of Transportation spokesman Peter, uh, Dave Parker rather, said the bridge would be closed at least through Tuesday night. The Tennessee Department of Transportation said the crack was found in the bottom side of the bridge truss. Drones are being used to take a closer look at the crack, Parker said. Traffic was backed up for miles in both directions because of the closure and was being rerouted to the 71-year-old Memphis and Arkansas bridge that carries Interstate 55 into Memphis, about three miles south of the I-40. River track of traffic was also shut down until further notice, uh, they said, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, you get the idea, right? So as they need to get gas into some of these areas, interstates are shut down. This is uh, it's a big uh, It's a big problem, right? So here's more on the colonial uh, pipeline shutdown as well. Uh, more of a local report here. Let's uh, Oil check this out. pipeline that is the target of a Russian cyber attack passes right through our area here. And there are a number of concerns about everything from gas prices to security. 
Transportation reporter Adam Tuss takes a look at how it could affect you. Well, this issue hits close to home for our region because the Colonial Pipeline literally runs right through the DMV. And now the question is, is this going to have any long-term impact on gas prices? A cyber attack. That's taking aim at your gas tank and ultimately your wallet. Rob Lee at Dragos Cybersecurity joining us via FaceTime. This is the largest impact to the energy system that we've seen as a result of one of these cases. But he says, luckily, this attack was confined to Colonial's corporate ID. Yeah, is that uh, chat? Sorry, I was uh, it's not snoozing here, but I was looking at something else real quick to uh, to prepare the next story. But yeah, rush. Exactly. They said Russian. Is that confirmed that the uh, dark, what, what were they called again? The dark, uh, I, I think they bring it up here. I forget the na name, uh, dark uh, something, something, right? It, was that confirmed that they were Russian or are they just throwing that out here? T-Network, but not the actual pipeline itself. That allowed Colonial to get a quick handle on the system. No, no, not dark winter, uh, uh, Born Again Bear. Uh, that's another thing, obviously, that relates actually with the shutdown and stuff like that. Uh, but the group, right? The group, dark something, dark hand. Yeah, was, uh, dark hand was World War One, wasn't it? Uh, no, black hand, a black hand. Anyway, so that's dark the side. Thank you. There we go. Exactly. Dark side. Uh, uh, Leroy, Leroy Dumont has that in chat. Dark side is supposedly Russian. Okay, so they are okay. And then someone else, a black Phillips, the dark side is American, not Russian. Okay, I'm getting conflicting reports, just like we get in the mainstream. We'll uh, we'll take a look. See if we can find anything on that. There is still a bit of a race against time, however. A Wells Fargo analyst telling NBC News that if the pipeline... Oh, well, Wells, Wells Fargo, <laughs> they know what they're talking about. ...shut down for fewer than five days, there will be no significant or lasting impacts. But if the shutdown goes six to ten days, gas prices on the East Coast would jump as more fuel gets imported. And anything more than ten days of pipeline shutdown, there would be some significant fuel shortages in parts of the country. Well, gas prices are one thing, but the fact that a crucial piece of infrastructure that passes right through our area was targeted, that's unsettling for local lawmakers. Maryland Democratic Congressman Anthony Brown says the president's current infrastructure <coughs> bill that's being debated should address this. There's already provisions in there to protect infrastructure from natural disaster. Mm. Uh, but we also need to work together, Democrats and Republicans, and I do believe that there's sure. bipartisan support will to ensure that we're protecting our critical infrastructure from cyber attacks. Okay, so you get that. Yeah, here's the story from uh, the Moscow Times right here. Uh, U.S. says Russia-based group Darkside behind pipeline hack. And again, you just... Uh, layers of layers of like gay op and then oh they were in russia but they're not russian you know there's so many things uh i'd say that it, it's too early to tell that remains to be seen <clears throat> so we'll see but yeah so apparently the media that's what i'm looking for the media is at least claiming uh they're trying to push uh push this thing that uh yep they're they're russia based right uh so there are some uh gas uh, uh lines to the gas stations here uh, I believe this is uh, D.C. here, Washington, D.C. Ah, what a tree to be in. DC right about now, eh? 
pretty, really sad to. We have some f amazing friends and stuff in <clears throat> Virginia. People that we met there, really good people. So I don't mean anything negative against them, obviously. Uh, by saying that, because I'm, I'm glad to be out of Virginia. Uh, po the 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 populous uh, zones of the East Coast. I mean, when if well, I'll say when. When this really starts picking up the the supply chain breakdowns, whew, watch out. Get out if you can. Get out if you can. Uh, it's, I mean, it's not going to be a treat anywhere, but places like, can you imagine, Maryland, Virginia, close to D.C. and some of these places. Oof. Yeah, so apparently um, the percentage of gas stations without fuel was about 17% in Virginia, 4.1% in Maryland, and 8% in D.C. as of midday Wednesday, uh, one analyst uh, claimed here. That's a problem. Let me close a couple of these windows here. Uh, here's a story from CNN right here regarding this too. Panic buying um, is so panic buying is emptying the gas pumps uh, across the southeast. Would there, would there have been a shortage? Yes, potentially, but now there definitely is a shortage in the same way that people were pa panic buying uh, toilet paper and and other products to uh, wipe their butts with after they go to the restroom when the pandemic, the scandemic broke out. Uh, listen to this here. All along the East Coast as a critical pipeline still remains largely shut off this morning after an attack by a cyber gang. States of emergency now declared in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia. Officials trying to keep the fuel supply up and prices down while a growing number of gas stations across the region are shut down entirely. Anxious drivers racing to fuel up their tanks. The panic buying, of course, only makes it worse. And officials in several states are saying to motorists, do not top off the tank. The attack on that colonial pipeline, which stretches from Texas to New Jersey, also also leaving air travel vulnerable. Some airlines are having to tanker truck in jet fuel. American Airlines has had to reroute two long-haul flights for refueling. Yeah, meantime, the Transportation Department is allowing overweight fuel loads on trucks. And an EPA rule is also waiving certain air quality standards for 12 states in the District of Columbia, allowing certain <laughs> gas supplies to be combined now. Right. Energy yeah. Secretary Jennifer Granholm is pleading with Americans, do not hoard gas. But that hasn't worked at least they so are. far. CNN's yeah. Pete Montine is in Fairfax, Virginia for us. Christine Laura, the latest issue caused by this colonial pipeline hack is really panic at the pump, even though the White House insists there are no reports of widespread fuel shortage. That's a good uh, comment there, Bra uh, Brandon the Great on Odyssey says, uh, but if you get the vax, they will give you a gallon. There you go. See, see how these little... you. So the two-tier society is, is basically already here. For white people, contrary to what the mainstream is trying to tell us they try to say so they do so they do the opposite right as they say that one thing is happening so they're saying that white people are more privileged right and then it turns out like oh what wait it's white people who can't have you know fair trials it's us to have to have our resources stripped from us we can't have representation uh they can you know we can't be legally discriminated against and these kinds of things right so we kind of have that two-tier society already but as I mentioned, uh, months and months ago now, when they started to roll out the uh, the vaccination, the mRNA technology, uh, that you'll see it a, a, a much more pronounced um, two-tier society, right, a, a system. So this could tie into it. In, in the future, if there are supplies and stuff, it will be given as a kind of a bribe to those who have obeyed and taken things like the vaccine or they're obeying with the vaccine passport and these kinds of things. So that's a good point.
shortages, people are still buying up gas fast. Gas Buddy says demand for gas surged 40% in five states from Florida to Virginia. That was on Monday alone. The lines have been real long. People calling saying like it's no gas, get gas. People with gas cans out here not knowing what's going on. Nobody never like let us know to, uh, to get ready for what's going on. It just hit us all of a sudden like the pandemic did. So everybody's in a frenzy. The lines have been pretty long. I've been waiting here about 10 minutes and a lot of the pumps are closed. And uh, I'm actually, I'm trying to drive home this weekend. So I'm trying to fill up and my lights on. So I might have to change those plans and yeah, might not, might not make it home. We don't have no more. Like lunchtime, we was at 3,000 gallons. We don't have no gallons. They're empty. This all means the price of a gallon of gas is going up. The national average, according to AAA, now $2.98. It's gone up seven cents in seven days. This is the highest gas has been in six years. It's really a big problem for travel. Thank you. Thank you, Biden, right? Am I right? Now, there's some bad things in the back end of this. We'll kind of circle around on this that uh, this is not a, uh, it is an unsustainable kind of method here that, that, uh, that we're having. Uh, but but regardless, let's, let's just watch the rest. Industry of experts who say that this could have been the summer of the road trip. It comes at a really bad time. Could have been the summer of the white boy. And here we go. Sorry, Lance. Uh, gas is out. It's, uh, it's it's officially shut down. And a bit of a perfect storm because the you gotta take your little uh, electric vehicle now, right? Trucking industry is also having a hard time finding tanker truck drivers to get gas from one place to another. The that's really why it helps when they shut down. Uh, like the I-40, for example, between Memphis and Tennessee, right? Department of Energy is calling this a supply crunch rather than a gas shortage. But here in Virginia, the governor just declared a state of emergency. Christine, Laura. All right. Exciting times, eh? Let me uh, pause that so that doesn't start up. Gas buddy. That's right. Can you uh, talk to me about uh, this about So there we go. These cities are reporting most gas station outages. Uh, nearly three quarters, 73% of gas stations in Pensacola, Florida are impacted. About 72% of gas stations reported outages in Raleigh, North Carolina. In Charlotte, North Carolina, we have about 71% of the stations reporting outage. And nearly 60% of stations are impacted in Atlanta. So apparently, what some people are doing, some folks, some folks, remember the, they spell it with an X, remember that? Uh, some folks are filling up gas in plastic bags. That's right. So the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission had to uh, put out a little tweet, a little warning with saying, do not fill plastic bags uh, with gasoline. That's that's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to. This is going to go. This is going to go just when the when the collapse collapse comes. This is going to go great. It's going to turn out just fine. As some gas stations in the U.S. Southeast are reporting outages fueled by panic buying, uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission is warning Americans to only fill up in containers approved to carry gasoline. So I think it was on this tweet, someone was filling up in a, in like a tub or something. Let me see here. Uh, so I can see the reply to that there. Maybe I can. Maybe it was the top one. Let me click in on it. Maybe. Let me see here. What about... Um, Let me see here. Okay, here maybe this is some video. Let's let's check it out. Let's see. I haven't seen this yet. Let's see. There we go. There it is. How okay, how are you going to transport and store that? <laughs> 
Yeah, of course the bags is not gonna is not gonna make it. Holy crap! Wow. Is that a is that an uh, elderly Asian woman, lads? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. This is, this is, it. I mean, it is, there we go. Yeah, it is entertaining though. Is that going to go in the trunk? Oof. This is going to go great. Yeah, exactly, Leroy. Uh, it's okay, she's double bagging it. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right, Pat. I think that was one of the ones. I saw another one, too. They're filling... I mean, it was, like, slightly better, I guess, but they were filling it in uh, just a bit... Like, a big open, like, plastic tub. Let me see here. Is this... No, it's got to be something else. That can't be that. Okay, so it, it, it shows up on different... Uh, it shows up on different uh, different Twitter accounts, different things. Let me see here. Is this another one? Uh, no, this is just unrelated, I think. But uh, yeah, here we go. This is this is I've been seeing too. That's right. Uh, they're just filling it. I mean, maybe if he has lids for those, it was it would be slightly better than the plastic bag. But yeah, so you're seeing uh, seeing shit like this. Uh, so I mean, obviously they just have to kind of. They just have to say you can't, like, you can, f it's just a limit, right? I would assume a limit has been, okay, you can only fill up, like, two com two jugs if you have bring that with you, your car, whatever, your vehicle, and then, like, one more or something, right? But I, I don't know. Look, looks like they're not even doing that. That's crazy. Um, let me check entropy real quick here. Uh, here we go. Yeah, Conrad Curse. Sorry, I'm behind on a couple of these. To apologize that. Conrad Curse says... Uh, wow, I get here late, and uh, all I hear is African women. School from the ruins of what used to be a great country. Hail fellow members. Thank you, Conrad. Appreciate it. Uh, another one from Conrad here. Actually, two more. Uh, I have literally found more intellig intelligent life in the bottom of the septic tank uh, I pump out than in that crowd. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty sad. Time to butter up the popcorn, Conrad, because this is going to uh, get uh, funny. Cue the clip. Russian scum. Oh, that's right, the hacking. I forgot. I should have. Uh, I should have done that. I guess that's right. Where do I have it in here? I think I have it in here. Uh, is the, here we go. Here it is. Scum, right? Russian scum. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Good old Olberman. Thank you for uh, thank you for the reminder. I appreciate that. Um, Lone Star Texan. Thank you, Connor. I appreciate the support. Lone Star Texan. Gas shortage is fake and gay. Typical propaganda. I asked three local stores about it. They said nothing is wrong. Uh, that would be interesting too. I would assume that the where they did the the fake and gay operation would be on the cyber attack level, so that they actually are setting it like, so so that they actually do get a shutdown of a pipeline, and then all it takes is the signals to put up that it's going to be a shortage, and then you get a shortage because everyone goes and fills up at the same time. Uh, but I would assume maybe depending on where you are too. I mean I don't know where you are. I assume Texas, right? Uh, some states are just not experiencing it yet. So apparently it's, it's yeah, parts of the south southeast, I guess. So maybe it hasn't reached over to your, uh, uh, to your, to your uh, state yet. But I don't know. It, it could, you could be right. I, I, I don't put anything past them. Uh, definitely not. I feel there's a lot of dry runs right now in terms of what they want to do. And they're testing different combinations of, or, or as they arise organically, potentially, uh, they use those opportunities to kind of see what's happening, right? But yeah, you have stories like this. 
uh, worrying about inflation now and stuff like that's a perfect storm brewing here like shortages supply chain breakdown inflation especially of the u.s economy but most other areas are in, are in a bad state as well right uh, key u.s inflation uh, gauge climbs to 13 year high 13 year high as reopening uh, supercharges demand uh, we covered that in the weekend warrior show about how uh, there's so much uh, request uh, for product and stuff like that too. There's like microchips is like running low and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, but here's a, a clip about, so the U.S. became more energy independent under Trump because they expanded on the fracking program. Uh, so let me play a clip in terms of the the truth of fracking because it's a good clip and it's important. And I've been against fracking since I heard about the methods that they use. And of course, the like, yes, I know that there is a you know there's this you know kind of tug of war with like the global warming faction, the 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 climate change. We have to shut everything down, crowd and stuff like that. And I know that they taint the debate on a lot of if, issues as well. But also on the on the free the free market side of just like you know good old American ingenuity, just like just break up the uh, the plates underneath the earth with like uh, you know chemicals and you know pump up the pressure to get the natural gas to just you know squirt out of these wells that they do. I don't think that's too good either. I mean, there's literally been people that can like light their drinking water on fire, right? Because it's just gas. It's 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 uh, when they crack. It seeps into aquifers and stuff like that, right? So I just I don't believe in it. I don't think it's a good method. Uh, there there is there is methods that we can do in terms of energy production that is way safer than this. But anyway, here's the clip. See what you think. From UFOs to ghosts and psychic powers, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now and learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Here are the facts. There's more than one way to make a gallon of gasoline. When the price of petroleum products rises or the supply dwindles, formerly expensive extraction methods suddenly make financial sense. One of these processes is called hydraulic fracturing or fracking. Oil extractors use fracking to increase a well's output. Here's how it works. After a well is drilled, a chemically treated fluid, usually water, is pumped into the rock under high pressure. This pressure fractures the rock, releasing natural gas and oil. Propping agents such as sand or ceramic beads are added to keep the fractures open. This technique dates back to the 1940s, and companies routinely use fracking to maximize the output of numerous wells. In the United States, an estimated 90% of the country's natural gas comes from wells using this process. With such a history, it would seem fracking is an accepted tool of the oil industry, yet it remains highly controversial. Several government studies have found that despite environmental concerns, fracking does not pose a threat. But others don't just think hydraulic fracturing is dangerous. They think the government knows these dangers and has helped to cover up the risk. 
Here's where it gets crazy. It's no secret that drilling for oil creates environmental risk and oil spills can wreak disaster. Critics of fracking maintain that the process pollutes local water tables with harmful chemicals such as methanol and benzene. There are several legal cases involving these allegations, such as the case of Barish versus Southwestern Energy Company. The plaintiffs allege that fracking has contaminated the area. Numerous other cases raise similar accusations, yet industry consultants often claim this type of contamination is due to the improper sealing of the well, which takes place before fracking begins. According to the New York Times, environmentalists and the industry may define fracking differently. Industry experts believe environmentalists misunderstand the process, but opponents of fracking claim the industry's experts are intentionally misleading consumers about the environmental impact of fracking. So what does the government think? In 2004, the EPA claimed the injection of hydraulic fracturing fluids into coal bed methane wells posed little or no threat to the purity of underground water. Yet in 2011, a member of the EPA raised concerns about this study. Ben Grumbles oversaw the EPA's Office of Water in 2004. He claims the study's safety findings are exaggerated and that it didn't claim all fracking was safe. It also, in his view, didn't justify exempting fracking fluids from the drinking water protection of laws like the Clean Water Act and the Safe Drinking Water Act. So why are these fluids from fracking exempted? In 2005, the Energy Policy Act exempted all fracking fluids other than diesel in a move known as the Halliburton loophole to critics. Those who believe the government is covering up the risk of fracking point to this exemption as evidence of their claims. So what are the effects of fracking and why is the practice so controversial? To some, this technology could help America break its addiction to foreign oil and won't damage the environment when properly handled. However, to critics, fracking is much more dangerous than business and governments would have us believe. Is the government safely ensuring a productive oil industry and a healthy environment at the same time? Or is there something they don't want you to know? Yeah, so there you go, right? So I, I think that's a pretty good overview of some of the problems we're looking at. And of course... Yes, I know the EPA can be like, you know, they've done weird stuff in the past, like they ban people from building a house, a house in a certain area because of some little, you know, some beetle or so. You know, there are things that they do that, that when they've stood, clearly like stood in the way, you have this Agenda 2030, they want to drive people off the land, they want to have, you want you to eat bugs, live in a pod in a, uh, you know, high density uh, metropolitan area and stuff like that. I, I, like you have that, yes. But in some regards, it doesn't mean that the opposite, like the, gas industry is always going to be good in telling you the truth either, right? You, there, you, there, there is a third way out, which is basically like these using these methods, uh, these toxic chemicals and stuff, there, there, there are real environmental dangers. And fracking is, in my view, extremely uh, problematic, you know, for that reason. Um, there's other method, methods. I still don't think America needs to be dependent on foreign oil. There are There are other methods. I'm like... Sure, wheel out the wheel out the tokamak reactors, you know, cold fusion. What there, there are other things, you know, and, and some of this is put down, and it's obviously put down because there's industry giants that that don't want this because it would compete them completely out of the picture, right? So I think there's a lot of methods where you could use. There's nothing long, wrong with electrical vehicles. You just have to make sure that the electricity you produce is clean. I mean, there's even nuclear, uh, you know, methods that you can pr produce it with that's far more, uh, you know. Sustainable is it's it's slightly better if you if you can deal with the uh, the spent nuclear nuclear fuel uh, 
uh, that's a big problem, you know, kind of thing, obviously. But there's other methods. As I said, Tokamak reactors, China has it. They, they supposedly already had that, like build on it. I mean, France is huge um, fission reactor right now that they're building, right, with the EU's um, funds and stuff like that. So that's some of that kind of stuff has to come online so that you stop with this, this complete insanity, right? Uh, okay, I saw five uh, library tokens over from over on Odyssey. Thank you. That's uh, uh, Tulsa Doom. That's right. Good old name from uh, Kona. Nice. Tulsa Doom. Uh, hail the gods. Hail our folk. Hail Red Eyes. Thank you, sir. Hail to you as well. Appreciate it. Very kind of you. Uh, let me check entropy real quick here. Uh, we're caught up there. Thank you. I saw a couple on uh, Trovo as well. Let me quickly mention those. One, one, 109 with a uh, stay safe spell. Thank you. Scroll down. A uh, oh, did it refresh? I think it refreshed. I lost. I hate that the Trovo chat does it. Star Pilot is the latest one I could see uh, with an on fire spell. Thank you. Let me scroll down and see. I think I might have missed a few, so I do apologize for that. Uh, there is a shiny unicorn. Thank you. It was, uh, came in from uh, Ron of White Wolf. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, 109 with a stay safe spell and uh, from Madizi, Madizi, Mad Madazi maybe Madazi is better uh, with an on fire spell. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, or ma'am, uh, who knows? Moving over to Texas, we talked about this. Uh, just you know, it's come up now because of the border crisis, the crisis at the border. Uh, here's an interesting interview with a Texas rancher. Uh, who's teaching her daughters uh, to how to defend themselves because of the utter uh, criminal element that's walking over the border. I saw, I think it was Disclosed TV, just a, a quote or a t um, notification, but a quote from Biden, uh, and I'm trying to confirm if, that, if that's true or not, that uh, Biden is seeking to resume the building of the border wall. Uh, breaking, uh, breaking down one one. it's not Disclosed TV, breaking down one one. Okay, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers will restart border wall construction in Rio Grande Valley. Big if true. Interesting. Why in the world would they do that? Anyway, check out this uh, this clip regarding this here in terms of what's happening in some parts of Texas. Says single adults continue to make up the majority of these encounters, and you can see it right there for yourself. And one Texas rancher says she faces the crisis at the border firsthand every single day. She says migrants are constantly crossing through her property, sometimes bringing drugs with them as well. She has even taught her two daughters gun safety just in case. Let's bring in Texas rancher Stephanie Crisp Canales. And it's really good to have you here. And what I'd like to do with you is to just take us to what you're actually seeing on the ground on your property as you try to protect your two daughters. Um, well, here we are seeing people um, crossing um, through our property on foot. Um, we've also had multiple uh, bailouts, vehicles coming through our property as well. Can you, um, Stephanie, can I interrupt you and have you explain to people what bailouts are, what that means? Um, bailout is a vehicle um, that a U.S. citizen will secure a vehicle, usually illegally. They will um, come south and they will pick up as many illegals in that vehicle as they can uh, because that person, which is known as the coyote, they're being paid per person. So as many people as they can pack in, they do. And when they come north, our law enforcement will inevitably, uh, you know, try to pull them over and they will do everything they can to evade being captured. So they will go off roads through uh, ranch land and um, they go through our fences, our gates, destroy property. Um, they crash and when they come to a stop, 
everybody in the vehicle bails. And that's what it, why it's called a bailout. Do you feel like the federal government has um, basically turned its back on you? Like, do you feel abandoned there? Oh, most definitely. All, all of us do down here. And when you had to had that conversation with your daughters, uh, the two teenage daughters, you homeschool them. Um, you had to teach them how to defend themselves. What was that like? Oh, yes. They're, they're well uh, trained in gun safety and um, they know what to do if somebody, you know, breaks in. Um, it, it's a scary talk to have to have with your with your kids. But um, we're really she, faced with no choice down here right now. Yeah. What would you like to have? What do you think would help, at least for your situation right there? Is it more border security personnel, uh, the wall or a different policy? Instead, of, like, for example, uh, that if, you, if you're sending unaccompanied minors, they're not going to be allowed to stay. Like, what would it be in your mind since you're there on the ground? All of that. All of that. Some, the, the federal government needs to act, whether it's building the wall or putting back into place um, the laws that were there in the last administration, um, because what's happening now is it's out of control. It's an. And so the problem, of course, is also not that it's, uh, you know, legal uh, illegal immigration is is not the uh, is not the problem. The problem is uh, immigration, right? So it doesn't really matter. But you'd you'd think that at least like, <laughs> at least at the base minimum uh, that they could do uh, is to follow their own uh, rules of 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 you know what the, that they've set up, right? Uh, but they they can't even do that. They cannot even do that, which is just pathetic, right? Uh, so what do you have here? You had the yeah, like the classic, what was it? The, here's the reason why legal immigration is a, is a problem. Uh, less than half of U.S. children under 15 are white, census shows. This is from June 2019. Uh, that's a problem when a people is ethnically replacing themselves or having psychological operations run on them so that they choose, that, that they elect, that they keep voting in people. Uh, that are replacing its own stock, right? Uh, that, that's that's a problem, right? Uh, so it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But still, you know, uh, it's still... It's, but you think that they, the, the base, they could do the base minimum, but they're not even interested in that. Now, if that's true, uh, that we talked about there from Breaking Number 1, that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers uh, will pick that up, uh, the restart to the border wall construction, that's, that's obviously very interesting. Uh, the 13.4-mile stretch will include a concrete levy, levy wall and safety barriers not sure what that means i'm still again they will just they want everyone to come they just wanted to come legally right and it's like eh, well it doesn't matter at this point you know uh here's another just a story to show you how what lengths the coyotes and some of these smugglers are willing to do uh that it's that it's not about the children or the kids or anything like that and and, and in fact when the u.s is opening their arms like this and inviting this uh, they're they're enabling this and letting this happen, right? But apparently, a uh, an 11 month year old baby was found alone with five other kids at the U.S. border, as uh, at the U.S. Mexico border. A border patrol agent responds to a call from Maverick County constable concerning the children. Uh, the agent responded and located five girls, seven, three, and two years old from Honduras, and a five year old and 11 month from Guatemala. Uh, where are their parents? How does this even happen, right? It, it, like, it's weird shit like this. So this is something that the Biden admin has on their hands. So this is this shit, is, it's it's on them, right? That's how sick these people are, and they, they just they don't give a shit about this. They don't care. 
whatsoever. Uh, talking about some other uh, just absolutely heart-wrenching stuff um, out of Scotland in this case. We've talked about the UK uh, rape gangs and, of course, the overrepresentation of Arabs um, when it comes to this kind of activity and behavior, right? We have the same things in, in Britain or England. We have the same in Sweden. It's happening in Scotland. There's other parts where this is happening too. Uh, but they recently caught here a gang of 28 men who's been charged with uh, raping a girl, 13-year-old, um, over seven years in Caldale, uh, Caldale as cops bust child exploitation ring. 28 men have been charged with the rape of a teenage girl over seven years in over seven years. I mean, they're talking about like they have been doing it for seven years. That's what they're saying, right? West Yorkshire police today confirmed that the men have been charged with a variety of sexual offenses following an investigation into an alleged child exploitation ring. 29 men have been charged, um, 29 of those with rape. The allegations against the defendant stretch across a period from 2003 to 2010. Yeah, so for seven years has been going on. The vast majority of offending occurred in Caldale, but some offenses occurred in Bradford District. It's come the alleged offenses were committed against one female victim who was aged between 13 and 20 years old at the time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Eight suspected men were charged over the course of the investigation have been released without charge. Those charged are... Let's take a look at this, right? Let's take a look at the names here, boys. Azad Ali, Ajmal Aziz, Mohammed Jangarir, Mohafid, Mohammed Asif, Harris Ahmed Butt. Great, that's a great name. Um, Tuk, Takir Butt, Mutazami Khan, Mohammed Hamza, Muzin Mir, Javid Mir, Harun Squadik, Sadik, I mean, uh, Zahir Iqabal, Sarvaz Rabznawaz. Wajadi Adalat, Zajad Adalat, there's a lot of brothers here, right? Nazim Hussein, Nadim Sadiq, Sakwab Hussein, very, very uh, you know, British sounding names here. Sadakt Ali, Zirab Muhammad, you get the idea. Imran, Zalukfi, Malik, Kamran, Muhammad, Ali, Safik, Amir, Zaknib, it's just the same names over and over again. So this is clearly overrepresentation of white males. Uh, when it comes to uh, to these kinds of rape gang, uh, exp you know, uh, activities uh, that they take part in, right? Um, so this is so important, you know, that's why it's so important for us uh, in the Israel-Palestine conflict that we take the Arabs' side, because you see, when we take their side, they have our side. Uh, they're totally not uh, flooding into European countries uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, displaying a behavior like this. Uh, we, it definitely deserves us having to stand up for the Arab population. Am I, am I right? Right? Uh, no, they don't give a shit about us. Why should we give a shit about any of them? That's, that's basically where I'm at at this point. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible, right? But before we get into that, and we'll get into the details here in a little bit. I have a, just a quick take on it. And then we'll talk more about the Israel-Palestine conflict tomorrow uh, with Adam Green. And it's like the ba the base the baseline is like yes uh, Israel is a recent a recent aggressor they're taking over an area which they left uh, you know in some regards hundreds and hundreds of years ago uh, they're the aggressor uh, Palestinians have the right to defend themselves and stuff like that but this is anyway I'll I'll get to it in a moment anyway this was funny as a, as a weird as a thing to lead us into this topic here. Uh, 
Stop Antisemitism demands to know who at The Onion thinks it's okay to mock Israeli soldiers. It was a funny tweet here. IDF soldier recounts harrowing heroic war story of killing eight-month-year-old eight child, uh, they tweeted out. And, and immediately, uh, StopAntisemitism.org was out here on Twitter.com saying, work at The Onion and know who tweeted this. DM us for a prize. You can stay anonymous. Look at that. It's like the Act Israel kind of thing. Remember that? Uh, they want you like you can you can win prizes uh, if you help us to report people and stuff like that. It's kind of it's kind of funny, right? Uh, but so just just by virtue that they're upset about this, it makes it that much more fun, right? Um, anyway, so that so they shouldn't be allowed basically to make jokes about the Israeli uh, military. Uh, here's another uh, thing to lead us into this, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, someone let reporters in uh, for some reason to the State Department press conference, uh, the U.S. State Department, regarding uh, the, the conflict, the ongoing uh, war against uh, the Arabs in uh, Judea, or if you prefer, Palestine. Uh, but le yeah, listen to this. It's kind of interesting. We're going to who has the right to self-defense was an interesting uh, uh, clip. And I think he, we know that the U.S. is like, you know, they're, they're just... Even if they say, they're like, well, we're concerned with what Israel is doing and shit like that. It's all just lip service. Nothing ever comes of it. They're, they all know who, who you know, pays the bills when it comes to American politics, these people, right? And they usually obey. But he kind of stepped in it a couple of times, uh, sounding like he kind of alludes to the fact that, like, Palestine has a right to defend himself. And I, and I think overall that's a, that's a misstep. Uh, to do right. But anyway, here's the here's We're speaking the of the principle of self-defense. Uh, we well, certainly... I'm asking if you think that the principle of self-defense applies to the retaliatory the, the, the airstrikes that they're conducting in response. Matt, this to is it. a very fluid situation. I, I would hesitate to uh, comment on operations beyond, you know, the rocket fire that uh, is clearly targeting innocent civilians uh, in Israel. So I would hesitate to speak to specific operations um, that have just occurred. But the broader principle of self-defense is something um, we uh, uh, we stand by uh, on behalf of Israel yeah, and every other country. Do you think that a re Israeli military response to the rockets coming in it, it, that a, a military response to the rockets coming in is covered by this broader rubric of self-defense, right? Uh, self self-defense often does uh, uh, authorize. Secondly, the use of force. Thank you, Matt. Interesting. I want to ask you about Jerusalem, but let's talk about what you said about the principle of self-defense. Does that in any way apply to the Palestinians? Do they have a right to self-defense? Do Palestinians have a right to self-defense? Uh, I'm, in broadly speaking, Saeed, uh, we believe in the concept of self-defense. We believe it okay. applies uh, to any state. I All don't right. think okay. that. I certainly wouldn't want uh, my words to be construed. As, of course, you wouldn't. I, I want to ask you. I don't want to harp on this either. But you know, the Israelis killed 13 people just now. You know, including maybe five or six children. Do you condemn that? Do you condemn the killing of children? Saeed, uh, I, I, I'm asking. Do you condemn the killing of Palestinian children? Just can't Obviously, do it. Uh, and these reports are just emerging. Uh, and I understand. I was just speaking to the team. I understand we don't have independent confirmation of facts on the ground yet. So I'm very hesitant uh, to get into reports that are just emerging. Uh, obviously, the deaths of civilians, uh, be they Israeli or Palestinians, are something we would take very seriously. Okay. You're going to know. All right, a little bit more here. I read what your answer was that there's a big problem with it. You said, well, not a problem, it just doesn't answer the question. We believe that it, meaning the right to self-defense, applies to any state. Well, you see the problem, right? Yes? 
do you want to do you regard Palestine as a state I, I wasn't do you referring think that, do you do you but you, I, but you, you I, don't but, in the context of the ICC and the UN I, so are you I, saying that you do not if it applies to any state are you saying the Palestinians don't have a right to self defense? I, I was making a broader point not attached to uh, Israel or the Palestinians in that case so they do have a right to self-defense Matt, I'm I'm not I, 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 I'm not I'm, I'm not in a position to, to debate the legalities uh, right. from up here. What our message is one of de-escalation. All right, that took a while. That took a while, right, for them to to get to that point. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm somewhat surprised uh, that they uh, that they went. Where are we? There we are. Uh, that they went that route. It's kind of interesting. Even CNN, and I saw some of the kind of more left leaning. Yeah, Ilhan Omar, the Talib Rashid and stuff. And there is an interesting thing happening here regarding the fact that, like, in many regards, you have the highest type of organizations that, of course, help to change the Heart Cellar Act, the demographics of America. And at a certain point, of course, as that begins to alter drastically and radically, you get a shift in the overall policy of what people would want to see. And so the very staunch pro-Israeli stance that the U.S. have had for a long time is kind of beginning to waver now, and you're seeing this. At the end of the day, like the, the, the CNNs and even the MSNBCs, right, who are like more far left, uh, it's, you know, it's like it, they're, they're still Israel. They cannot talk about how horrible it is, but nothing ever kind of comes out of that. And they will always be kind of pro-Zionist in a way, right? But, um, but I, I just think this, it just causes too much spurgery on, on our side. There, there is a, there is a third option here which is just to think of ourselves first and and because this is this is the epitome of it right here's the i tweeted this on so I, I give you the melting pot right here th that's what this is this is and we have the same with like in germany where like kurdish and turkish forces are fighting now it's palestinians and jews are fighting in new york city and a black police have to stand in the way to to sort this out right this is this is what it's come to look, look at this <laughs> So this is our this is our this is our destiny now, right? In uh, in Western countries to to deal with this, right? So I mean, it, it, we could get specific about it, but it's like in Palestine, like in Judea, whatever you want to call it, right? I, I I'm supportive uh, of the Palestinians. I think they have a right to defend their territory. They, they were there most recently, but both sides are kind of gay. I mean, it's just it's not up to us to sort this out, right? Obviously, the, the, the pro-Zionist conservatives, they're, they're, they're cringe and boomer tier, absolutely. You know, be they Schofield Bible victims, the evangelical, evangelicals that are infected by this new theology, uh, or, or be they just straight up kind of neoconservatives, neoconservative shills that know, you know, they know where the money is in American politics, they know where that comes from. But I have to say, 
I see some pretty cringe, like pro Arab advocates who are more, who care more about what is happening in in Judea or Palestine than they seem to be doing in Europe or, or America or the Anglosphere. When it comes to the, the the invasion and the colonization and the takeover that we expose all the time, right? You think that some of the people would be more they'd be more vocal about defending people of European descent, but it looks like that they're getting more energized. Uh, more angry and excited and spurgy about the prospect of Arabs in Palestine retaliating against against Israel and the Zionists than they get angry or vocal about the rape gangs in the UK or, or what we covered in Scotland right now, for example, or even or what's happening in Sweden. They are louder and more vocal when Israel's Iron Dome starts shooting bottle rockets from the from out, out of the sky when the Gaza Strip, uh, you know, fires some of them. Um. Or uh, then they do comparatively. Then they then they do. They get more excited and, and, and energized about that than they do when migrants use trucks as weapons to drive over kids, uh, children of European families, for example, right? Like we've seen in France, like we've seen in Sweden, and stuff like that. Um, so this conflict is not our conflict. We have plenty of our own problem that we need to solve. I think Judea belongs to those who occupied it most recently, meaning Arabs. In the same way, you know, I'd support that Europeans who settled and pioneered. Uh, but also in some instances conquered and even bought land in the Americas or the Pacific or even South Africa, right? So Jews left Judea when the Romans controlled it. So to what group are you going to hand it back? Uh, and at what point do you stop? At what point in history do you stop at, right? Uh, well, I mean, with Neanderthals, Neanderthals, I should say, they settled uh, in Palestine way before any of the modern humans did. So you could, we might as well just clone them, apologize. Start a, start a Neanderthal Lives Matter organization, give them millions and let them gain more and more influence uh, over our lives or our territories. So Israel's occupation and takeover of the land have been done with basically by any means necessary, right? In the beginning, it was terrorism, it was bombings, it is ethnic, ethnic cleansing, bulldozing of lands and all that kind of stuff, right? Let me just pull this up a moment here. Yeah, bulldozing houses, but they've also done it with, with clauses and legal documents with, with the help of the UN, where they, can, they pay lip service sometimes, but for the most part, they just complain a little bit. The international community does, and then they step away and they, they don't do anything. They're just standing on the sidelines. So if a European country had done what Israel is doing, that country would have been invaded and bombed, obviously. They would have been attacked in the same way that Serbia and Croatia was attacked and bombed, right, in the, the Balkan Wars, or, or at that time Yugoslavia, right, from the, that area. So I think, I think the Jews deserve a homeland. I think every ethnic group deserves a homeland. The Kurds do. There's all these, all these kind of displaced groups and stuff like that. Why not, right? They, of course, they need somewhere. They need a, a, a piece of land somewhere. Uh, but is it in that region? No, I don't think so. There's plenty of Arabs in that region. They, you know, like it or not, Israelis are, are, are grabbing the most strategically and geopolitically significant piece of land so that they can put themselves in a spot where they can be a central node point with shipping, transportation, the new you know, Belt and Road Initiative and all that stuff. So it's very, uh, it's very in, uh, intentional that they pick this particular piece of land to do it, right? And so I think overall we should we, you, you support you support Palestine 
and Palestinians, Arabs, I mean, they're Arabs, uh, in when they're there in that side. But there's no reciprocal support. There's no, like we saw in the Scottish, Scottish story there, right? What, what, are, what are the names of some of these people here? Those are, there's a, those are Arab names. They're not going to support, they're not going to support us. They're not going to help us out. They're not going to care. They don't care about us. None of these people do. And ironically, many of these, you know, Palestinians too, advocates and stuff, including the Ilan Omars and um, Rashida Talib and all that stuff, they're, they're basic, they're hardcore national, they're nationalists for Palestinians or Arabs in Palestine, which is fine. I'm fine with it. That's okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. Do that. Advocate for that. But then they're like, you know, disgusted when people of European descent make comparisons and say, well, we're also being, we're also being ethnically displaced in many areas. Does the Arab population who's, you know, who come to the West, do they have the same power and influence like Israel does in their government in, in our lands? No, not yet, but it might get to that if we, if this keeps going, right? Um, so I don't know, it's just, it's a lot of spurgery. It's a lot of just like more energy and excitement when this happens or riled up than, than the ongoing replacement and displacement of our people, right? So there's a third option. Um, you know, you can, you can see what's right and you can and should stay, you know, stand up for that. Um, but when push comes to shove, it's, it's down to us and, 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 and we stand with ourselves. We're not going to get a, there's not going to be a support. Uh, uh, I mean, now we need it. It doesn't really matter. But it's not going to be reciprocal. <clears throat> You're not going to say Arab populations like, yeah, that's right. What's happening in Europe is, is bad too. The same enemies that we have is, is opening the borders. They're, they're the ones doing this to you. So we're, gonna, we're not going to rape your little girls anymore. We're going we're gonna to be on your side. Like, that's never going to happen. They're willing to play ball. They're willing to jump into the situation to try to gain some for their people. They like that at the end of the day. And they don't care who, who pulls the strings. They're, 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 they're the willing little puppets when push comes to shove. They're, they're willing to, to play the role, to be the pawn on the chessboard to fulfill this road of, of creating ethnic displacement in our lands and creating the chaos that they, the globalists need to, to crack down and restore order and then call for the unification of everybody, right? That's what it's always about, right? So I understand it, you, you know, when Milo is posting things on his telegram about how we should kill all the Palestinians and stuff, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cringe and, and embarrassing and stuff, but like, at the end of the day, like, oh yeah, well, who cares? So I, don't, I haven't seen this clip yet, but I suspect what it is. I just saw it quickly on Telegram, and I just pulled it in real quick. Here's Tommy Robinson. So I don't know what it is. I just have a guess because of the hat. Uh, so let's let's see what Tommy Robinson's saying, right? Shalom. Shalom, everybody. If you could just please send a kind donation to TR News to help us wipe out the white race. <laughs> is that a deal? Wait a minute. Was that, was that real? I said at the end there? Is it, it's got to be a joke. Let me listen again. To TR News to help us wipe out the white race oh to okay i thought he said white power first no, no, to wipe out the white race there you go so he's making fun of those who don't like uh his association with zionists maybe or something like that but you see so our side or our side but like people who are who are not pro what he's talking about or the associations that you have gets more riled up and excited about that kind of stuff right to fighting internally so anyway that's my say about this but we'll talk more about this tomorrow with adam green and the all-out war uh, that Israel is raging against uh, the Arabs in Palestine. Here, here's true. Again, it's like we don't have to pick a side. We don't have to say we're on this side or the other. We, we take our own side. 
and that's it. It's European people first, and that's it. Here's, for example, let me take an example. Here's Turkey um, calling for a war with Israel. Here we go. Yeah, there you go. So it's like I'm not on Turkey's. I'm not on Turkey's side. I don't. I don't they're, they're you know again. Think of the Ottoman Empire. Well, all the things that they did, right? All this, the enslavement of people that they did. Uh, but they're not held accountable or to the same extent that we are in the West of our colonization or col colonies that we have and stuff like that, right? Uh, so so they're fine calling for that. Look at what they're doing right now, Turkey, um, potentially joining the EU and stuff like that. That's a huge problem, massive problem. They're not allies. Turkey's not allies. Neither is Israel. Uh, none of these populations are. <clears throat> they have them. They have. They're looking out for them first, and they play both sides. That uh, no problem, you know. Uh, okay, so I think we're going to end with this story. Something completely, completely, completely different. Uh, to kind of clean the palate a little bit before we round up. Uh, let me just double check uh, entropy real quick. I want to make sure I didn't miss anyone there. I missed a couple. Let me do those real quick. Um, Sonata for violin. This has been going on for years in Texas and other border states. Yeah, with the clip that we played, absolutely. Uh, yes, Arizona is bad off when it comes to the the open borders and the the invasion, right? Uh, the displacement. Uh, Black Phillips says, "I find it interesting the similarities between the slow genocide of Palestinians and the Boers in South Africa. However, big difference is." Uh, public support of media coverage and PCs short circuit. Yeah, I think you can. You should draw the parallels, right? It's like, yeah, I'm a, obviously, you know, Palestine, Arabs have a right to self determination in Palestine, um, but you can you can make the the argument that it's like when when Europeans are being displaced, it, there's slightly different methods, but in some regards, it's brutal and painful in our countries too, right? Lots of violence, lots of rapes, lots of robberies, lots of gangs, right? Clans that are forming and uh, taking over certain areas and stuff like that. A lot of brutality. People are murdered. People are, um, you know, the humiliation robberies that we've seen on, on young Swedish youth, for example. Um, they're, they're pro that, right? The the the, the Ilan Omars, the uh, all, all these commentators on the far left that are pro-Palestinian. They're 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 totally fine with that. They don't me talking about that is insane and it's right. They're trying to say that Israel is. is you know, right-wing nationalist fascists and, you know, they have to be stopped. And it's like, well, the only reason you don't want to open your arms to diversity uh, is because you're, you're also a nationalist, but you're a nationalist for your people. Right? They're so blinded by this. Uh, ultimately, on this particular issue, I think they write to, 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 you know, their side, so to speak, but they're still blind and they're still just annoying and cringe uh, to look at. Uh, Black Phillips says, quick nuanced thoughts on the COVID vaccine. Millions and mil millions have t uh, taken it. It will like uh, it likely won't kill you, despite some reports. I think it's more uh, of a slow burn that will uh, degrade you over time. Yeah, well, we played the clip by Mercola, and he's talking about this. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, how they are, how it leads to a, a massive attack on the immune system, right? <coughs> but it could also kill you short term, as we've seen immediately, right? So again, are you willing to take the risk? 
if people were dying uh, like flies and it was bodies in the streets of this from this virus and the pandemic, I think way more people who are now skeptical would consider taking it. Uh, but the remedy is more dangerous than the than the disease itself. It's just not worth it. And the long-term effect is going to be, I think, horrendous. We'll see what happens when people are re-exposed to it. But anyway, check out this. The last story here we'll do, boys and girls, and then we'll wrap up. A mysterious devastating brain disorder is affecting dozens in one Canadian province. For years, the neuro neurologist in Moncton, New Brunswick, has seen patients with symptoms common to Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, a fatal brain disorder that affects one, one in one million people each year. But diagnostics, uh, they are rare for that. They kind of talk about those diseases a little bit and then they move on. Now, uh, Marrero and scientists and doctors from Canada around the world are playing detective in a medical whodunit, racing to untangle the cause of the brain disorder that affect, affected afflicted sorry, 48 people, six of whom have died in the Moncton area. Those afflicted with the condition called the New Brunswick Cluster of Neurological Syndrome of Unknown Cause, cause, cause for now, <clears throat> have ranged in the age from 18 to 85. Symptoms began in 2018, so very recently, and onward for many of them, but one case in 2015 was identified ret retrospectively last year. Uh, the suffering is immense because it's beyond physical, said Marrero, uh, who works at Moncton's Dr. Georges L. Dumont University. There's also the neuropsychiatric and moral suffering of the patients that is only partially relieved by medications. It's so weird, these things that they're experiencing here, right? An otherwise healthy 75-year-old woman arrived at the Dumont Emergency Department last June for months. She had experienced unexplained weight loss and what she described to her daughter as trembling sensation inside her body. Her legs felt heavy. One arm was shaking involuntarily. The daughter said her mother is one of the cases under investigation. My mother goes to bed at night and questions herself, am I going to wake up tomorrow? And if I do wake up tomorrow, am I going to be able to uh, talk or walk or talk, she said. Because there's no answer. Nobody knows anything. There's no re uh, reasoning. There's nothing. Patients experience a constellation of symptoms. Marrero said, uh, Marrero said, usually beginning with atypical anxiety, depression, and muscle aches or spasm. They develop sleep disorders, including insomnia so severe that they sleep only a few nights a week or not at all, even with medication. It's like, what is that? Uh, ins well, just insomnia, right? Um, their brains are atrophied. Weird, weird. Many experience blurred vision, memory problems, teeth chattering, hair loss, and trouble with balance. Some, including those in um, palliative care. I'm not even sure what I, I don't even know what that is. Palliative care, uh, being administered strong medications, suffer from uncontrollable muscle jerks. Others have rapid and unexplained weight loss and muscle atrophy. Some have hallucinations. This gets really weird here. Including what Marrero said are terrifying hallucinatory dreams. So some, they're doing some experiment on this little town here in Canada that leave them afraid to go to sleep. The, tacti the tactile hallucinations in which they feel as if insects are crawling on them. One symptom, particularly devastating for loved ones, is capgrass delusion. A belief that family members have been replaced by imposters. The rapidity of the constellation of features is something that I've not uh, I've not seen this before. Uh, Michael Strong says the neurologist who heads the Cana uh, Canadian Institute of Health Research. The clusters were detected by Federal Public Health Agency Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease surveillance system, which monitors CGD and other prion disease disorders. That's a weird kind of thing in and of itself, right? Isn't that when prions arose when they ground up 
dead cow and feed it to the cow and then they get like this weird prion whole swiss cheese in their brains a mental neurological disorder and then people eat those cows and then get they get it as well they occur when prions misfold the proteins build up and cause normal proteins in the brain to misfold under a microscope the brains of people and animals with prion disorder resemble sponges with small holes yeah swiss cheese that's what i said michael colhart or coolhart who heads the surveillance system said it is notified of many suspected cases each year, but only a tiny number are confirmed. The system has identified 36 definite and probable cases of CGDB or CGD in New Brunswick since 1998. The system doesn't typically follow up on unconfirmed cases. The physicians treating the patients is left to search for another diagnosis. Morero, with one such case in 2015, couldn't find a satisfying diagnosis. From 2018 and on, patients keep showing up with similar symptoms. In 2019, there were 11 cases in New Brunswick that would later be identified as part of the cluster. In 2020, there were 24, uh, and they were they thought that they were dealing with something new because of this. Um, anyway, it goes on from there. Very strange, right? Scientists believe the syndrome has two-year incubation period. They're pursuing every clue, sleuthing through environmental exposures to travel histories to diets to determine its etiology. Manero has tested his patient's blood and screened for the presence of zoonotic infection disease known to cause neurological symptoms. He has looked for autoimmune disorders, metabolic deficits, cancer. His patients undergo genetic testing. None of it has brought any answers. Anyway, it goes on from there. But yeah, uh, the pop in Korea, town of 42,000 people, blah, blah, blah. The biggest problem is the unknown. The population is in shock to realize that there's a sickness out there and we know nothing about it. And we don't know where it's coming from, and we don't know what to do or to protect ourselves from it. Uh, it goes on that this is, what is that, in Colombia, a place there? But anyway, weird. Just came across the article. Very strange. So new uh, neurological disorders that are showing up, and it seems to be clustered to certain regions. Um, is it environmental, tied to the area? Is there an experiment? What's going on, right? Really bizarre. Uh, very, very strange. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Let me do a couple of these last ones and then we'll wrap up. Boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate appreciate you staying with us. Uh, 25 tokens, library tokens over on Odyssey from uh, Thomas uh, Zerzabon or Zerbrons. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Uh, thank you for streaming with us. Thank you to you for watching as well, Thomas. I appreciate it. Very kind of you. I think that's a... Is that a, a Serbian name? Maybe or a Croatian name or something, maybe? Um... Anyway, thank you for staying with us. Let me do a couple of these real quick here, too. Jimmy Fallows over on Entropy, Entropy Stream says there's a Stargate SG-1 episode that's reminiscent of what Black Phillip just described uh, with the slow kill. <clears throat> yeah, there's some revealing things in some of those episodes. I enjoyed watching some of those this years ago now, but that was kind of... Uh, there was dropped some tidbits in those. Uh, but yeah, that's weird, huh? Interesting. Um... Right about everything with the donation as well. Sai, <clears throat> why couldn't the eugenicists be the cool kids? <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Blast Elizo, uh, also with the donation. Sounds like a bioweapon. They already have a homo bomb. Uh, they only have the homo bomb, and China has the TARD spray. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the, uh, the US military working on the, uh, uh, yeah, the, a bomb that turned you gay. We, I think we've reported on that a couple of times. Uh, always these weird, like, exotic weapons to try to figure out. Uh, how to turn a population or, you know, an, an effect that's like unwanted and, and stuff like that, right? Uh, it is kind of weird. But anyway, thank you, everybody, for joining us. I appreciate it. Should we end with, let's end with this clip. Here's a, uh, here's definitely something that will make you 
uh, make you feel better, right? L look at this. This is uh, the, the the insanity just never uh, never ends. L listen to this here. Racist. I'll gladly tell you. How is eating meat racist? I'll gladly tell you. Looks like we've got an oppressor on our hands. So during slavery times, slaves did not get to eat the same things as their masters. They got the scraps that no one wanted. Chitterlings. Now that black people have overcome slavery, they developed a rich barbecue culture to make up for all the meat eating that they lost out on. So when you go to the store and you buy a piece of meat as a white person, you are actively taking away a piece of meat that could be being enjoyed by a survivor of ancestral slavery. Eating meat <laughs> is not only racist, but it's also anti-Semitic. Oh, I'd like to hear more about that. The last portion, though, that's interesting. Also anti-Semitic, eh? slavery. Eating meat is not only racist, but it's also anti-Semitic. <clears throat> of course, of course it is. Uh, I mean, wh why wouldn't it, right? Am I right? Okay. Thank you, lads <clears throat> and ladettes. Appreciate it. Uh, get on over to subscribestar.com slash redice. Sign up over there. It's only $10 per month. It auto renews. When you do, we activate your membership on redicemembers.com. You get access to hundreds and uh, just thousands, actually, of hours of shows going back to all the way to 2006. We do a weekly members show, Weekend Warrior, every Sunday. Usually it's uh, out. Actually, this coming weekend, I can say we're not doing it. We're actually busy over the weekend and we'll be unable to do it. Uh, but we have another uh, uh, exclusive vi video for members in the pipeline. So that will be coming up probably next week. And also tomorrow we're doing a stream with Adam Green, of course, on the Israeli-Palestine conflict. Uh, want him to, uh, to expose what, uh, what Israel is doing a bit more. Uh, talk about it in that way, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, over on Subscribestar, of course, we have a goal uh, set to we want to reach 300, and when we do, 300 subscribe stars, and when we do, we'll uh, do something uh, that you'd like us to do. We'll do a poll. Do you want us to do a, a longer stream to kind of celebrate? Should we do a AMA? Should we do a specific video, maybe on a specific topic? So we'll do a poll, both on RedEyesMembers.com and on Subscribestar, uh, where you can kind of contribute uh, in terms of what you'd like us to see. So we're trying to hit that goal for 300. So get on over there, uh, sign up, and that's a great way of supporting us as well. Otherwise, Entropy Stream, there you can do a one-time payment and sign up for membership that way, uh, where you can se select their platinum subscription option, and that's auto-recurring uh, as well. And it's almost the same. We don't set the prices on those, by the way. Entropy does that. But that's almost the same as the subscribe store uh, cost uh, or per month uh charge. Uh, otherwise, whoops, that's the wrong one. Let me do, what do we do here? This one, uh, where do we go? This one right there. There we go. Uh, you can also sign up using the Cash app uh, and e-check option over on redassmembers.com. E-check is kind of the same as paying a bit utility bill, so it's very easy. Uh, that's an uh, excellent way uh, for those of you who are in the U.S. as well. We also have cryptos uh, and instructions for that, addresses and stuff like that. Uh, just go to redassmembers.com. If you don't have an account, sign up for one. Otherwise, log in, click on sign up, and then click next, and you get to a page with all the instructions. And again, the reasons why we have multiple uh, you know, options like this and spread it out is because we're being censored or banned, whatever you prefer, blacklisted is a better word, uh, from payment processors and the clearinghouses on the back end because we're kicked off from Wells Fargo, the bank uh, service back in 2019. And since then, it's been uh, impossible for us to find a payment processor that we can use through the website. So that's why we're doing it this way. And we need you guys to support. So definitely get on over there, redeyesmembers.com. If you like what we do, sign up. It's the best way to support it. You get access to thousands of hours of, of material as well, of course. And again, 
uh, each week uh, member show. Second hour of many of the shows we do, uh, the Red Ice Radio Show is for members as well only. Uh, here's our P.O. box right over there if you want to sign up the good old-fashioned way uh, or if you want to send us something, a uh, little uh, uh, gift or something that uh, you'd like to, uh, a letter, whatever. We we thank everybody for, for sending us uh, nice things in the mail. It's always fun to receive it. But uh, yeah, that's it then for us, ladies and gentlemen. Let me double check again uh, on Entropy that we, I didn't miss any. Uh, I think we're up to speed. Yes. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Really appreciate it. Where my, where's my outro at? Where's my outro at, as it were? Okay, guys. See you tomorrow. Adam Green, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, as usual, Flashback Friday on Friday, uh, also at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then no Weekend Warrior, but we'll be back uh, with more after that. See you guys next time. Take care. Thank you to everyone joining us in the Super Chats over on Trovo, Odyssey, and Entropy Stream. Take care. Hail and uh, hail victory, folks. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like Red Ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.